and welcome to the January recap episode of Pure Dead Gaming Afterlife. I'm Pure Dead Craig and I'm joined as ever by Donnie. Hello. And our guest this month, the lesser of four evils, it's Ben from the Grumpy Gamers podcast. That probably depends who you ask, but yeah, hello. <laughs> How are you doing? We all know <laughs> it's Eddie. Good. We all know Eddie's a favourite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't hold that mantle. <laughs> That's true. How uh, you doing, Ben? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys doing? Very well. Long time no speak, of course. Absolutely. You're on our show this week. It's great. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, there's not a lot of people that have done it on Well Played. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we've done it a couple of times I now. Know. So uh, now he's he's almost a regular and we're planning some more stuff going forward. So, yeah. <laughs> Glut- so there we go. For punishment. It's been established. It's been established. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, how are you? Tired, very tired. Here we go, here we go. 30 seconds in, I'm so busy with work. <laughs> That's what you want to hear when you start the podcast as well. <laughs> oh, don't worry, I'll bring the, I'll bring the heat. <laughs> You'll bring the heat. I'll bring the heat. Look, Donnie, it's just, you, you don't know what it's like to be busy, right? It's difficult, right? If I, you'd, have, you'd have an aneurysm if I sent you a, a day in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Right, so as always, we are going to run down our top five gaming moments from the month that has just passed, which is January. I was sort of expecting going on that this would be a bit of a quiet one, and then gaming just cuts and I said, fuck you, and mm-hmm. it just seems like every day there was another bit of news that you were like, ah, right? Yeah. Um, and I think it's only the start, because this is, it's going to be a wild 2023 I think in terms of good games, in terms of, I think there's going to be a lot more acquisitions. I think there's going to be a lot more madness back and forth with various companies. Um, but yeah, we've certainly got a lot to talk about in January. So Ben, do you want to kick us off with your number five? Yeah, we'll do. Um, number five is the fiasco surrounding the day before. Mm. Um, so the day before, at one point, this was... This was the most wish-listed game on Steam and now no longer even has a Steam page. Um, So originally it was supposed to come out last year, 2022. That was moved to the 1st of March, 2023. Um, They said they were moving because uh, they were moving Engine to Unreal Engine 5. Uh, But this month they pushed it back again to the 10th of November. Um, so if you if you remember in 2020 they showed the original gameplay footage which I thought looked fantastic. So it's a zombie MMO open world game. Yeah, it looked, it looked incredible. Slice. Yeah, this vertical slice that they put together just looked amazing. Mm-hmm. And and at that point it's like, okay, when's this happening? Okay, it's a couple of years ago away. That's that's okay. Now since then they've sh- not shown an awful lot. Um, not too long ago at CES they showed about a minute minute clip and. It looked a lot more ropey than a couple of years ago. You probably expect that, maybe, because um, they probably built the last clip for particularly for that. But yeah. this one, not so much. Um, then five weeks before the March release date, when everyone was getting a bit, well, I suppose everyone kind of expected a delay because nothing was coming out there. It was so quiet. Uh, they, yeah, so quiet. They put this statement out there and they said it's shifting to November, and they were going to show some gameplay that revealed the state of the game they use the word state um and but there was a legal matter that was kind of like preventing them to do so at that particular point but that turned out to be that somebody else had registered the trademark in the u.s Mm -hmm. and supposedly they didn't know about this until january now 
I've watched some kind of YouTube videos tracking the trademark registration of this, and it was like September and November time things were happening. You, They could have put up a fight against it, but they didn't. Regardless, it all sounded a bit like nonsense mm -hmm. going into January. With this going on, it sounded like they like kind of put this delay together. I don't, we don't know what's going on because Eddie and myself, like on our podcast, we had this as our most anticipated game um, and we were thinking that it was another abandoned situation um, whether there was a real game altogether mm -hmm. but today it's quite good that we're recording today mm -hmm. because uh, just before the show Donnie sent me a link to a clip where they've revealed another 10 minute gameplay trailer oh, hot, off really? the, so hot off the press they, yeah mm -hmm. hot off the press yeah. and it's still called the day before mm -hmm. even despite these tra I, I mean whatever <laughs> it's still called the day before um the game is still going on i don't don't know what's happening um the trailer looked i'd say like an mmo um so again it it was just somebody running around picking stuff up tweaking their gun a bit shooting some zombies mm -hmm. okay fine but it, it was i think it was more of a it exists yeah um but it's a it's a wild ride from this point, I think. I, I'm all aboard. I'm all aboard. Um, but anyone else Anyone else interested in this one? Me, absolutely. I, yeah, when right. we did our uh, 2023 rundown, I included this game. Um, I'm, I, I think it looks absolutely brilliant. I don't really play MMOs, but there's something... It looks almost like a Division MMO. Like, yeah. it just... I, I don't know. It just, I think I just got that vibes from the first game, like when they were in the sort of shopping center, and you got a little bit of uh, Dead Rising vibes as well, like the first one. And I, I like, I just, I thought it looked really, really cool. Uh, I was excited about it last year, but I mean, when they gave the date last year, I didn't think there was a hope in hell of it coming out. And obviously, there was the delay. Uh, and then, like you, I, I didn't believe the March release date either, just because we'd seen so little of it. And um, it'd be one thing if it was a game that was flying under the radar, but this is, I mean, like you say, it was the most wish-listed game. There was hype behind it. And so for them to be so quiet, um, yeah, it's a bit concerning. But I, I didn't know anything about this 10-minute gameplay video, so um, I, I was starting to think it wasn't real. So that, I mean, at least now it's potentially real. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, mate, honestly, it was literally just about half an hour ago. Um, right. So that's, that's how you, obviously, you're driving home. So that's how you missed it. So no, we, we can excuse you for that one. No, I'll definitely check that out then. Because, yeah, I just I think it looks absolutely brilliant. Um, I would be concerned about the fact that, obviously, the pedigree of the, the developers, like, are they capable of mm -hmm. of producing something that looks as good as this vertical slice? Um, but, yeah, no, I'm, I, I definitely am looking forward to it. I'm really glad to hear that it is a real game because uh, I was starting to get concerned about that as well. Um, but, yeah, no, I think it looks brilliant. Yeah, I think there was actually um, their lead modder said that um he wasn't sure it was uh, a real game so yeah. there was a massive concern there yeah definitely but i mean if they if they'd released this today then maybe that's i, I would assume that's probably <laughs> safe to assume now that it's i mean a real game and not a hassan caraman situation <laughs> the trademark thing is still fucking strange though i mean as how you know like how how do you allow that to happen if it was that easy to get your game cancelled, Ubisoft should just do it with fucking skull and bones, shouldn't they? Um, mm. Yeah, <laughs> fuck up the trademark, done. It's just it just seems a little bit amateur hour, but hopefully it's listen. Hopefully it's just a blip, and you guys get the game that you're looking forward to. Yeah, I mean, if the, for some reason it turned out it was not a real game, if 
if we'd been caught with a band and, and this in the space of what a year, you'd have to ask, what the fuck's going on? Who's asleep at the wheel here that two folk have managed to sneak this past the goalie? At least they are putting out more gameplay. I mean, yeah. that's 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 a massive indication. With Abandon, it was just a complete yeah. shit show. Yeah. So <laughs> at least at least this has something. Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. So, Donnie, you're number five? Yeah, so kind of a, a good news story, I suppose, was that it was good to see that this was the 11th year in a row that gaming outsold movies and music in the UK. Um, and I just, I, I liked this story, and I kind of liked kind of talking about it, just because I feel as though, in terms of games media, our little hobby gets no recognition at all. Like, this no. story will not have hit any news stories at all. And, you know, like, Last year in the UK alone, the sales grew 2.3%. £4.6 pounds are spent on gaming, accounting for 42% of all entertainment in the UK. This shit is massive. I think sometimes I forget, actually, how big and wide this little hobby is because it's just, it's so neglected. And right now, like anyone listening, you guys, go on the BBC News right now and try and find the gaming section. Don't just go to Google BBC News Gaming, but try and find it with links on, the, on their website. Fucking yeah. good luck. Good luck. But yeah, Go and try and find um, music or movies. You'll find it in seconds. It's in the head. It's in the it's in the header banner, and it's just really frustrating. Of course, it doesn't help that recently, you know, we've lost obviously the Washington Post killing off Launcher, which obviously you know nearly affected Gene Park, Gamespot, Giant Bomb, G Four, Vox, all seen layoffs and 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 dying a death. I just think to myself. I suppose the question really for you boys as well is is that you know like what do you what do you think's happening with the sort of gaming media, and what do you think? the future is maybe the next sort of two, three, five years for it. I just think that people at this point, there's not a trust between gamers and games media. And so, so many people these days have like a podcast where they're like, right, that person's sort of gaming tastes are, in, in, are similar to mine or right. that YouTuber, is their gaming's similar to mine. And so they would rather take the opinion of someone like that than mm-hmm. someone from IGN. Well, that's not hard, I suppose, but... Yeah. <laughs> I just think that people these days, they're not interested in the likes of IGN, the likes of GameSpot. They don't trust traditional games media, and they're instead finding podcasters that they like, finding YouTube personalities that they like that are, have similar games, um, have similar games in common with them, and they're they're taking their advice rather than people that they see as dishonest, whether they are or not. Yeah, bang on. I think I think YouTubers are taking over or have taken over the space. I mean, it's very easy to align yourself with a certain YouTuber who you either like their personality or they rec- or they play similar types of games to you. It's really easy to then go, okay, well they're my go-to to to figure out an opinion on something. These other outlets are more kind of faceless, and they've all it all. All I think of when I think of IGN or something is just adverts. Like it's just. You go on that everything is abs- absolutely, and it used to, the thing is, like at lunch, years ago, it'd be Football 365, and it'd be IGN. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a game spot, man. There you go, there you go. Like, you've got your go-to, mm-hmm. and now, to be fair, I still Eurogamer. Eurogamer is still one that I'll go to. Um, that's probably the only one that I'll, yeah, fair, fair enough. See, you'll still have, like, one, but but mainly YouTubers, my, my wedding, I've got, like, probably four or five youtubers they all do a video every day or two yeah and 
that's my you know they're hot on hot off the press it's just like mm. boom there's an issue boom there's an issue and it's just yeah yeah that's that's how i get my information now anyway and it's people that you you trust their personality you trust like their sort of gaming history and yeah i totally agree like i used to do that i used to go to ign all the time back in the day and for the last four or five years like not that I go on it very often anyway now, but that website is fucking atrocious. It absolutely <laughs> kills me. I don't understand how they get any visitors because anytime you try to click on anything, there's tabs opening up, there's bits crashing, there's adverts coming in front of anything That's, you try yeah, to do. Yeah. And to, to the point where, like, I mean, not that my website does a fucking 0.1% of what IGN does, but like, I'm, I refuse to put adverts on the website even though i could make a little bit of money off it i just refuse point blank to do it and like sometimes jess is like you know we should put a wee bit of ads in it would make some money i'm like i can't do it i just can't i hate them i'm sick of the internet being just riddled with ads <laughs> yeah whenever I, the only way i'll consume ign's content i think is i do watch game reviews when they just release at mm. embargo because they're usually the top one yeah when, on that hour mark when it goes ping i'll, I'll click on it and i don't mind it because i you know, I'll just use them for a general yeah, view, yeah. Um, rather than score necessarily or whatever. But that's the only IGN stuff that I'll really consume nowadays. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I, I just think I don't think that, I think games media, um, it's got a real uphill battle because there's there's it's just so easy for people with big personalities to create their own content. And like years ago, these people, for them to get their name out there, they had to go to big outlets. But even but any of these people that were worth a damn have now left and went off on their own. And the people, the people, the people that have come in to replace them are not of the same quality. Definitely not. Definitely mm-hmm. not. Yeah. Well, even this week, um, we've had stories coming out from IGN about uh, Nintendo, and then everyone just going, out, "What are you talking about?" Like it's. <laughs> it, that people are just writing articles for the sake of it nowadays. Yeah, fe- feature opinion pieces. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, recently we, we oh, not recently, but last year we we saw that website. Can't remember which one it was, and oh, yeah. they actually they not actually put on <laughs> they actually put on on Twitter to say, "Can you please click our website? Can you just give us clicks? That's all we need." And it's like, really, it really helps us out. That's that's how desperate oh. it's became. Honestly, it's unbelievable. But it is the good point about big personalities leaving or, or your actual journalists who were known. I mean, Giant Bomb, I think, suffered for that. I used to listen to their podcast all the time and then everyone just kind of left. <laughs> I know they've, yeah. they've got like Jeff Grubb on there now and people like that. Oh, oh. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's not the same. Then you just, you just, sometimes you love the personality of people yeah. or you like articles that are written by certain people. And if they're not there anymore, then that's, then that's it done. Absolutely. And these yeah. people know that they've, they've built up a name for themselves in the industry and they can make a hell of a lot of money on more money on their own than they can. Like, I mean, IGN, as we've seen when they were hiring people recently, uh, they did not pay particularly well. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, it was like thirty yeah. pound an article or some shit, wasn't it? It was awful. Yeah. Hence why they need clicks, apparently. Indeed. Yep. Okay, Craig, give us your number five. Number five. Uh, I have down here the highs and lows of life. So very good. Just the fact that high, high on life started off the year. Donnie's favorite game, obviously, <laughs> uh, and. <laughs> 
It start- I like it. So I like it. I'm all in. <laughs> so obviously, it started off the year, and all the press was just uh, like, "This game's blown up. This game's done so well. This is biggest Game Pass game, biggest Game Pass single player game. Wow! Like, uh, is Microsoft going to buy this company? All this sort of stuff. And it just, it was so. Everything was so positive, and then obviously, uh, Justin Roiland um, fucked it. Absolutely <laughs> fucked it, and now people don't even want to talk about it. What did he do, Craig? What did he do? Because he's a sex pest. Basically. By the way, I know that I'm... Justin Roiland loves this podcast, and just saying, innocent till proven guilty in cases lawyers come calling. That's calling. true. That's true. On the on the off chance that he uh, did did not use his uh, stardom to his advantage then i apologize but um it's not looking good it's not looking particularly good and it's just it's so i don't know just to go from like i don't think anyone was expecting much from the game like obviously it had sort of weird reviews some people loved it some people hated it and the reason it got so big really was because of um tiktok like there was, there was, there was small, there was small videos getting passed around in TikTok. TikTok's fucking huge. People are like, what the fuck's this? And it's getting a lot of credit for how much people ended up looking into this game. And obviously, you either loved it or you hated it based on the humor. But I mean, it was, it was sort of that game that was in the zeitgeist for a small amount of time. And yeah. what happened with Justin, whether it's true or not, has completely just blown a hole in the whole situation. Yeah. Did you see like some of the things that he had he had he had written to people in messages? Like I saw on Twitter. I mean, I think some of the girls were of legal age. I don't think that was the issue, but it was just creepy. Like I saw one girl put like text exchanges, and he said to her something like, "Oh, do you want to be my sex slave?" Ha 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 ha. And he's he's trying to use that Rick and Morty humor because if she says to him, "Oh yes, please," she's on the first flight out to LA. But if she says, "Oh no, you creep," goes, "Aha, just joking, Rick and Morty," and he uses that. It was it was it was so unbelievably creepy, man. It really was. Mm. I think it's it's probably a good thing. I think for the people that put their time and effort into this game, that the game came out before that stuff came out. Like it's this has derailed the game. Um, yeah, but. At least they they got it out there. Yeah, they had their moment in the sun. Like, and to a lot of people, they really enjoyed that game, that humor. Um, and now, obviously, even Rick and Morty is they're they're plowing on with the series, but they've cut ties and all this kind of stuff. So, well, so like, um, I'm I've never seen an episode of Rick and Morty. I've heard it's good, never seen it. Um, and I've only played a small amount of game. I enjoyed what I played, but I, would, I need to play more. But so they have cut ties with him. So my question now is. What happens when this game comes to PlayStation? Surely, do surely they redo it gets pulled. The audio? I think surely it's got to get pulled, right? Because from what I, underst- what I understand, it's either a three or six month exclusivity on Xbox. Yeah, I just don't see how that how they can how they can sell it now. I yeah, I don't know. They can you know they can choose not to put it on PlayStation, would they? I don't know. I think um, I think they'll probably still continue on with that. You know, there's there's almost a bigger a bigger thing at play there. There's a lot uh, of mo- there's a lot of money it. to be made. There's a lot of money on the line, exactly. And and also, it's not like they're not going to show any of the Ricky Morty episodes on Netflix anymore, mm-hmm. like uh, the previous ones. It's 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 not nothing. It doesn't just go away. Um, and as you said at the start, like nothing has been nothing's been 
proven or, yeah. or what have you at the moment. It's just mm-hmm. they've cut ties, obviously. Um, I, I think it will just proceed, but you won't get as much fanfare around it mm-hmm. that oh, uh, definitely you would have right. had because, you know, there there is an audience for this. I, I'm, a, I'm a big Rick and Morty fan. I thought the humor in the game was, is great. I didn't think the the game was that great, but mm-hmm. um, but you know th- there's definitely a market for this, and it's uh, but at, at least because if this had happened before, let's say a couple of months before the game had come out, ooh, then then that wouldn't have been good at all no. for the people that would no. put time and effort and everything in that game. Yeah, it would have been a shame for the devs. Yeah, it's not their fault, is it? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it how it plays out. I'm sure there'll be more more news on it later in the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, Ben, you're number four. Right, uh, number four. So this one feels like ages ago now, but uh, there was that story about standing the PS5 up vertically was supposedly at risk of causing it long-term and permanent damage. Um, (laughs) So story came out that standing up could cause damage uh, and it was due to liquid metal alloy leakage. In, in the in the system somewhere um mm-hmm. this supposedly came from a guy who was repairing ps5s um and and other consoles for a living immediately after that story kind of was published at this random kind of website it was everywhere and it was basically accepted as gospel that this was this fatal flaw that the ps5 had that standing it up would would call had had this massive risk attached to it. People were so desperate to just like not desperate, but they were right. but they were just like, "Aye, that that sounds right." And you're like, "Yeah, why you're, are you so posting?" You're right. Like, oh yeah, that sounds like something that could be true. But it's just, <laughs> even though you've got people out there, it's so like anecdotal evidence coming out your fucking ass saying, well, "I've had it, I've stood up from day one, nothing's happened." And and even like we said on on our show, we like we call bullshit straight away. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we straight away it was just like, well, no, just do the maths here. Like, even even a one percent failure rate would be like three hundred thousand consoles. <laughs> like, yeah, like, and there was four, yeah, not heard yeah. four, not heard of it. So then, <laughs> within a few days, within a few days, it was debunked. The website backtracked, um, and they said something like it was it was PS fives that had previously been repaired that were then being re-repaired so they were out of warranty or something like that and it's just like fucking up and then the website itself it kept the story up but just with a disclaimer <laughs> yeah no no apology no. you know just left it up <laughs> so crazy I, I i don't know if you guys have heard i haven't heard anything about legal action from sony or anything like that it must be going on behind the scenes surely uh, sony don't fuck yeah. about their stuff yeah but it's it just be. like 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 you say, it's just absolutely mental. And the fact that, like, I mean, the the first red flag for me was I was like, right, well, this guy's only dealing with faulty consoles. He's a console yeah. repair man. It's not like he's looking into PS fives at large. Like people have sent him these PS fives because they're duff. Obviously, there's going to be and stuff how many wrong is he with looking them. Looking at Aye. like how many? How many? In <laughs> where he is? Like how many? How many PS fives is he actually looking at? Like the sample size. Yeah, it's tiny. Yeah. <laughs> But it, it was nice. It was nice to see in the space of a few of a week, really, of this coming up massive furore, then just then just immediately debunked. It was it was it was great. It was it was, it was good to follow. But yeah, I think Sony legal action has to happen. I mean, it's just you can't do that. You can't just make shit up. Yeah, definitely. Yep. It'd be unlike Sony Indeed. not to pursue legal action. I would say you've got to stop people from. From from doing this type of, stuff. I mean, I think it might have been a translation error. It could have been a lot of stuff going on, but or it just 
smaller websites trying to get clout and make a name for themselves. And, and yeah, a bit of that stuff. as well. Like we all know, clicks matter. Well, they got my click. They got my click. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and many others. Absolutely, get that advertising revenue. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, Donnie, your number four. Uh, my number four has been the unbelievable success of the Last of Us show thus far. Episode three, no, obviously, just that. aired. <laughs> yeah, uh, just aired this week um, to unbelievable success, averaging about twenty million viewers on HBO Max in America alone, which is uh, which is quite frightening. Hitting near perfect scores from basically every outlet reviewing it. And people are loving it, um, and I'm loving it as well. And to be fair, do you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't that hot on it coming into it because I'm kind of done with the whole zombie genre. I really, I know, it's not quote unquote zombies, so I wasn't that hot on it. But I should have known. I should have known it was HBO. They're going to throw a hundred million dollars at it, and it'll be great. I do get that, but I'm just, I'm so impressed with it. And I just thought episode three that came out this week, the writing was just sublime. Um, Nick Offerman's acting in that, like my missus. She nearly cried. She was like, "I'm." She's like, "I'm going to cry here." That that ending, no spoilers, obviously. And like she was in, in, so to see that obviously shows what a good job they've done, you know. And she only found out today that this is based on a video game. She didn't even know. I decided not to tell her. Um, and we, we you know, we, we've we've seen we've seen headlines about people or, or tweets about people being being unhappy about them saying the curse has been broken for video game adaptations. You know, and people use things like Edge Runners as, as an example there, but. You know, like, what I say is, is that... Are you forgetting about Mario Brothers from 1993? That is a classic, yeah. But video game adaptations in live action, they've been they've been Street tragic. Street Fighter 1994. Yes. It's shit, but great. Shit, but great. We're talking about proper live action here, you know. Um, all these things were they were they were they were great because you love them, and, and but they weren't they weren't they weren't good. Let's be honest here. This is this is the main one, um, and it's and it's good to see. It. I should have trusted HBO. Yeah, because my my thing on this was I didn't when I watched the first episode, I I, I liked it. I, I really liked it. I thought it was good, um, but I didn't know how this would carry on for non. Uh, gamers or people that have played the game or no affinity mm-hmm. with it uh, because yeah. i i was very much attached to this and i was always going to like it because it was the last of us um I, then i watched the second episode i thought yeah this is this is getting better now and i thought the third episode was absolutely sublime um yeah. but counter to that i i got i asked my brother to watch it because i was like okay he doesn't know anything about video games he doesn't let like watch it he wasn't that into it after the first episode so I think maybe it's for those people that like I love The Walking Dead and it's very much got that early days of Walking Dead mm, feel to me. Yeah. Like yeah. that kind of like, oh, this is different and even though it's not different, if it's done a thousand times, but it's yeah, okay. It's uh I think they've done excellently. They did excellently with the casting of the characters. That was the key thing. Uh obviously the money's gone into it, um and HP yeah. and HBO know what they're fucking doing. They know what they're fucking yeah. doing. And and Bella Ramsey's absolutely brilliant, isn't she? Yes. Yeah, they had to do this one justice. I mean, really, didn't they? I mean, Sony probably wouldn't let it happen unless the money was good. I don't know. Like, it's so big. I assume that Last of Us is up there with Sony's, like, biggest IPs, and they're treating it as such. Um, Because in my mind, it's the biggest thing. Probably, retrospectively, years on from having a PlayStation, if it weren't for The Last of Us, I probably wouldn't feel like i need one um yeah that yeah, is I'm kind the of actual franchise that 
that means that I have to have a PlayStation. So, yeah, I've spoken about this before. I'm kind of the same. Like it was, it was The Last of Us and Uncharted that brought me back from 360 to PlayStation 3. I didn't get a PlayStation 3 at launch. I wasn't interested until those games came out. So I'm kind of similar to you in that way. Yeah, I can understand that with The Last of Us. Not. Not 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 uncharted, but I can understand that about. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can understand. Come it. Come on, yeah. The thing the thing with the last of a show for me that has been so good is, I was wondering how much there would be there for me as someone who has loved the game, experienced the game multiple times. But what I find so good about it is the way they are fleshing out things that we saw in the game but didn't see enough of, and they're adding context in. Like, I've loved the flashbacks. I've loved the the sort of deeper dive into bits that you never saw before. And, like, I'm mm-hmm. trying to do this non-spoilery here. And, yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's, that's what's been great for me. Like, I mean, the whole show's brilliant, but I did wonder how much there would be there for me as someone who knows the story pretty much inside out for the most part. Uh, yeah. Even it's a couple of years now since I've played it. But th- there's so much. That's the point. Like what what you're saying there. Like what they're doing differently. What they're fleshing out. I love it because I'm replaying Last of Us Part One right right now, and I love that direct comparison at that start. Like it's just okay. Well, they're doing this a bit different. All oh, right, they've done that. Like here, it's the same place, but this is happening instead. And I yeah, I think that's fantastic. And they're almost like he's had uh, Neil Druckmann and the writers would have had years of kind of going over it in their minds, like what it could have been what it could be differently how they would explain something if they had more time in a different way or through a different medium and they're just being able to kind of explore that i think that's fantastic yeah 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 and and obviously you mentioned neil Druckmann there i mean fair play to him for directing episode two because that was so impressive like he was he was in that room full of peers. I mean, this, this, you know, the, the the sets are massive here, and there's a lot of staff working on them. He's here as a video game director directing a TV yeah, show episode. Yeah. This, you know, the people in that room would have been skeptical, going, "Who the fuck is this guy? Who does he think he is?" And fair play to him for like stepping up and wanting to do it and, and knocking it out of the park because that would not have been easy in that room full of all those peers, you know, looking down on you potentially. Some of them would have. Yeah, that episode two was uh, what clinched it for me because. After yeah. episode one, it, it that second one, I was like, okay, now we're on, we're on something now. Now we're on something. Craig, what is your number four? Uh, my number four is Golden Eyes Bleeding. Uh, Golden Eye has finally arrived again, and it's not the two thousand and seven slash eight remaster. It's a fucking port, <laughs> and I found this strange. I found this strange. This game has been ruminating for a year. Last January, there was developers popping achievements on this game. And it just kept sitting and sitting and sitting. We, the the remaster that was supposed to uh, launch for the 10-year anniversary uh, back in... Two, uh, it would have been 2007 that was supposed to come to Xbox Live. That actually leaked online. People were playing it, including myself, uh, on PC. Yeah in a super legal fashion mm-hmm. um, and you thought surely that's going to be the version that will eventually come out and it wasn't it was basically a straight port um, to the point where the developers even had to come out on Twitter and say yeah that graphical glitch uh, we left that there um, because it was trying to keep it true to the original experience so they didn't even <laughs> they didn't even come in and 
fix that. <laughs> so yeah, some excuse that, wasn't it? Fucking hell. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, the textures are updated a little, but it's very, very minor. Um, but I mean, one thing I will say though is I still love it. Like as much as this, like I, I mean, it's the most bare bones remaster, like remaster slash port I've ever seen in my life. But I still like. I mean, over the course of the weekend, there like I had gold. I had sorry, a dead space. I had I've, loads of new games sitting, but I sat and completed GoldenEye instead. Mm-hmm. I I saw that on. I saw that you put that on Twitter. Yeah, I, I just I, I was amazed. I just I, I just kept going, <laughs> and and I'm now going back through it on the hardest difficulty. Nice. Um, yeah, I I I was amazed. I, I see, hear your point because you are right. Like, why that remaster isn't there? I also. The Switch version not having controls capable of really playing the game. Yep. And then the Xbox version not having... I mean, we knew this, but the Xbox version not having the online multiplayer. It just seems that they've... This has just been a clusterfuck. Just an absolute cluster. I mean, I will also say this in the same breath. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. It's so old. I don't care. But if you're going to do it, probably best to do it right I mean, yeah. I just, I, I don't, I genuinely don't understand. So they made this game, and it was ready. The remaster was ready to be released in two thousand and seven. But from what we understand, MGM were like, "You just don't have the rights. Fuck off." So Rare sat there on this finished game for fifteen years, and then when they did get the rights to release it, they released a port of the older version. Surely you would go right. 15 years late, but now we finally are able to release this game that we clearly... I mean, it looks pretty good, the remaster, that they clearly spent a lot of time on. We can finally put this out now? No. Like, I I don't know if there's some sort of legal thing behind it. I can only assume there must be something, because it just... It beggars belief. There's, There's got to be a story behind this. Why was it sitting ready for a year? Why? Because it had to be submitted to Xbox before achievements could be unlocked on it. Well, maybe um, the nin- maybe Nintendo wanted parity of possibly that could that extent. could be it. That's the only thing they, I can think th- of. And they have and they have an emulator, so yeah. they emulate it, don't they? So they're basically saying if we can't have it, then you can't have it. So that's that. Th- I can only imagine. I think you might be right, Ben, because that, that's the only thing I can think of. And there was also weirdness surrounding, like I put this on Twitter as well, and I think I spoke about it in the podcast. But I just so. People had been waiting for this to get announced and a release date to get announced for, as I say, a year. And then all of a sudden, they announce it's coming out in a tweet that it's coming out two days later, and they do this six hours before they've got an Xbox showcase on YouTube. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Like, that could have ended that showcase, and everyone would have been fucking throwing their hands up in there and screaming. Yeah. But they didn't. They put it in a tweet. And, and, and again, I think I looked at the timings of the tweet and... Nintendo tweeted it out before Xbox did, right? And yep. so that maybe does lend it to maybe X, like maybe Microsoft. Sorry, Nintendo had the right to announce it first. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Nintendo might have just been like grabbing this one by the balls and just like, yeah, okay, we've we've got this. This is this is our thing. We're letting you have it. Yeah, that um, possibly. But I mean, it's not even a big win for Nintendo. It's it's just an extra game on their stupid oh, plus expansion it's pack. Not- absolutely it's not a big win it's a bigger win to get that on game pass yeah like it's a it reaches like i have nintendo switch online like probably most of us do whatever you but i 
can I be asked to go on play some old N sixty? No, but I would play it on Game Pass. Like maybe I would do it there. So if there was online co op, if there was online co op, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, not, what a clusterfuck. Not to be. Yes. Okay, Ben, you're number three. All right, we're carrying on the happy notes, are we? Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, uh, my one is Limited Run Games, their community manager controversy. So this one mm-hmm. is a... Uh, it's been, it was a hot topic. Um, so I'll just say what happened. So a single or group of transgender kind of activists, but mainly someone called uh, Purple Tinker Online, um, a seemingly targeted Kara Lynn, who was the community manager at Limited Run Games, and that eventually led to her dismissal. So it was sparked initially because she put a tweet out there, I think from her personal account, I believe, um, talking about how much she was looking forward to Hogwarts Legacy. I'll do it. Uh, mm-hmm. from... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll do it. From there, she was targeted. So um, her supposed crimes leading to her dismissal were a six or seven year old tweet um about male and female bathrooms and also following if you got have you got the tweet there do you want me to read it you can read it yeah i read it earlier but you can read it yeah so the tweet seven years ago literally only says if you think the number of trans crying about a bathroom is higher than the pervs using the excuse you are what is wrong with the world yeah, that was it that, that is that, that's all that's, she that, said that's the tweet um that was six or seven years ago as well. Yep. And also that she follows certain Twitter accounts that have a more right-wing political... Yeah, cons- conservative, yeah. 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 So that, 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 they were the crimes. Um, limited run, <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs> then tweet, they, were, they then tweeted out um, and said that they respect all personal opinions, but they remain committed to maintaining an inclusive culture. And after, after investigation, uh, they decided to terminate... An employee. So that investigation, I think, lasted around four hours uh, in total. <laughs> uh, there was a, a huge backlash to this yeah. um, against limited run games because it was widely seen as massively unfair um, and that not a lot was done wrong. Now, Cara Lynn, to her credit, I, I've seen a couple of podcasts that she's been on since discussing the issue. Um, and she's come across brilliantly, fantastically, seems like a, a lovely person, handled it kind of as much as she can in her stride and obviously yeah. she's trying to maintain um uh, take the high road here and and yeah she does come across very well limited run also disabled comments on all of their tweets because you imagine yeah. what the the comeback will be on uh-huh. that. Yeah. and 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 still they're disabled uh to this day so you still can't comment on the, on those ones um th- this seems to be uh, this is a, a product of living in an age where differing opinions uh, lead yep. to a fear of being uh, cancelled. And off the back of this, the person who, uh, who started this, Purple Tinker, who mentioned at the start, they the, the attempts were then turned on them. The, the, the eye of Sauron was turned on them um, and <laughs> for things that they'd previously said as well. And it's an absolute mess. It all stems from Hogwarts Legacy, obviously, because... Yeah. That God forbid you like it around that game, and it's it's from J.K. Rowling, and not actually the game, and so which is which is such a it's, you know it's not actually the game. Yeah, yeah. But think it. I, I mean, I I put up my f- first po- Hogwarts Legacy post 
like a day ago i before that i wouldn't touch it like especially about a month ago it was like it was like untouchable there i i know somebody that left twitter over it they're just like no i'm done it just seems like it, it's just it's not okay limited run games seem to be caught up in that cancel culture fear and they needed to virtue signal they thought this was the thing that they needed to do but in in the actual act of of the cancellation the attempted cancellation which led to her dismissal and then the subsequent virtue signaling nobody's cause has been furthered here no like no it's just a horrible situation and and what we see it elsewhere like it this is just this just one example and it it's yeah it's it's a tough one yeah i i have said this a lot recently and it's becoming increasingly frustrating it feels though that nowadays if you say anything of different opinion on anything from you know even if it's not even that controversial that's it you get the potential to get cancelled and the worst thing is that i'm I, i'm i'm a lefty okay i'm basically a socialist and i'm going to use the royal we here we are the problem it's the lefties that are now the problem you, you can't say anything that quote unquote we disagree with i.e a blase tweet seven years ago and suddenly you're getting cancelled and it's and it's not right you know, like people used to laugh at you used to laugh at conservatives for sitting with, with tinfoil hats on, thinking that they were the ones that are paranoid about oh you can't see this, but it's not, it's us. And you should be able to express an opinion, full stop. You know, I'm not talking about making derogatory comments yes. or making insulting comments. I'm talking about just a pure point. This is my opinion, how I've been brought up or what my beliefs are, and that's it, and you should be free from cancellation for that. Yeah, this is what I mean about not furthering anyone's cause. And Limited Run Games itself said, we respect all personal opinions. But you, well, they clearly but you don't. They, they don't, But yeah. you didn't back your employee. Exactly. It's just, I, I don't know. It, it's, <laughs> you look at the state of Twitter sometimes and it's, uh, and that's just one social media platform. Yeah, it's, it's, it's gone far too far and it's got to the point where everyone is now worried to open their mouth. Everyone's worried about how yes. their words can be twisted. Like It was funny you were saying about like Hogwarts Legacy on Twitter a couple of, I think it was like three weeks ago or something like that. I was just sitting and I think something had been mentioned in Discord or something about Hogwarts Legacy and I was like, oh, that's coming up soon. And I just put out a tweet that had a, I just said, like, who's excited for Hogwarts Legacy? I did not even consider i'd forgot there was any controversy i was just solely thinking about the game and then about two hours later i opened twitter and i was like what the fuck about 300 notifications what's going on and then it was when i checked over and i'm like oh yeah oh yeah and it was mm. it was like 70 percent of people that were like fucking yes bring it on <laughs> and 30 percent of people going you're a cunt mm-hmm. i can't believe you've done that i can't believe you've tweeted that and i'm like oh for fuck's sake here we go man like yeah, fuck's sake. it's just I I don't have I, I don't have an opinion on it. Like on I, I think I don't have an opinion on Hogwarts Legacy. Like if it's a good game, I'm gonna play it. If it's not, I'm not. I, that to me, you have to everyone in life has to decide what their line on something is. Like you cannot lead a completely 
virtuous life you can't like i don't know like i've seen this isn't an original thought but i've you see multiple people and i think someone even said this on one of the comments to my hogwarts legacy tweet but someone was having a right go saying if anyone buys this game you're a transphobe and you're this and you're that and somebody replied saying i well done sending that from your iphone that was made uh that was made through slave labor and you're like it's true like you sit there and you're having a go at one thing but you're you're completely because you like apple products you're completely willing to go ah but that doesn't count and it's like well no you can't have it both ways like in life you have to choose what your limits are like this is something completely different but for instance i used to be a big fan of wrestling i'd watch it all the time and shortly after that uh journalist jamal khashoggi was murdered uh it was about a week or so after that and everyone had rightly cut ties with the Saudis and went no, we can't touch these guys. They're, they're too hot just now. Everyone wanted everyone wanted their mm. money, but no one could touch them. WWE still went over and did a live show in Saudi Arabia, and I was like, Nah, I'm done. I'm done. And I think I've maybe watched it twice since then. I was just like, and that was just. But I'm not annoyed at anyone else that watches it. I'm just like, no, that was a step too far for me. But yes, that's your line. But, yes, ah, that's my line. But it doesn't need to be anyone else's line. But I was just like. It, I don't, it's the attacking other people that I don't understand. Yes, the, I agree. The attacking other people, and I, I don't like that it's not acceptable to not have invested in invested time to have an opinion. Yep, which is so strongly one way or the other. Like uh, opinions, vocal opinions, when the people give you theirs, it's generally very strongly one way or the other. Yeah, and and if you have not been able to dedicate time to get then you're, the you're in the wrong because you don't agree with one side vehemently or the other and it's just hang on a sec we've all got limited mental capacity to yeah. be dedicating to different subjects all over like our lives yeah uh, you know we pick and choose that it doesn't make you a bad person if you're not thinking about this or this or yeah. have have a massive opinion either way on something it's absolutely but that's not acceptable yeah yeah, Craig, listen, I mean, you obviously made a great point there about, about iPhones, but to, to bring that exact point into what we're discussing, we're discussing a game about or, or based on or a game that's on a console that are made in sweatshops. <laughs> like, we could take the moral high ground all day long if we want, but fucking hell, you know, let's, let's put things into perspective a little bit here. There's, there's going to be... At some point, and I don't know how soon it's going to happen, but there's going to be an instance where it breaks people, and I don't know when it's coming. But there's going to be there's going to be a point where, and like don't get me wrong, I think with this Carolyn, it did happen to a small extent, but it was in such a in the grand scheme of things outside a game, and it was in such a small scale that it can't make a, a massive bit of change. But there's going to be a moment like that, except it's going to be big worldwide news and there's going to be a massive pushback and i i think there, i think there could be real trouble because at the moment everyone's scared to say anything and it's it's not something that's going to be able to happen and continue indefinitely i mean this that, this whole thing with, with hogwarts legacy like jk Rowling has nothing to do with the game she does not care if this game does well or not yeah JK Rowling is a billionaire. She doesn't give a fuck what happens to this. She's get even if she earned something, who cares? It's dropping the ocean stuff. She has nothing to do with this game. Just go if you want to play it, play it. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy the game if you want to enjoy it. Who cares? 
But don't don't preach that you are or, or, or aren't buying it for a certain reason. Just don't buy it if that's what you want. I just, I just want to play it and enjoy the game because I think it looks great. Yeah, the game does look fucking outstanding, actually. Yeah, I've, I mean, I... I... I come from almost a, pl- a place of ignorance. Like I, I don't even, I've, I've not like, like you said earlier, Ben. Like I've not cared enough about like, like I, I, I'm not a massive Harry Potter fan. I don't like I don't know really. No one's ever pointed to something particularly bad that J.K. Rowling said, but she maybe has. I genuinely don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've always sort of thought, and I don't know. I mean, this is possibly a, a bad take, but like with J.K. Rowling, I've often thought that possibly the ang- and I've not really heard this mentioned although it probably has been because like I say I don't necessarily follow it but I think with her initially I got the impression that her comments were defensive because she came from a world and a time where women were fighting for equal rights and they, she was she was trying to excel in a quote unquote man's world, and she did. And so I I think I've always had the impression that she has almost felt like she's had to spend half her life fighting for women's rights, and she almost feels like now someone's trying to take that away when she's still fighting for it. That's the impression I've always had. But then what I would say is recently it seems like she now is quite mm-hmm. happy yeah. to play into it. Yes. Yeah. She's very careful what she's she's very careful what she says, but I think she's decided she's decided that she feels like she's on the right side and she's almost trying to I pilot should, is the I, impression I get, but that's from afar because I genuinely to, I've yeah, maybe seen three now, of her tweets in my life. Yeah, to be honest, yeah, I, I'm quite from a distance as well, but my impression is I entirely agree with you, Craig. That's 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 where I kind of see it, but again, from a place of ignorance myself. Yeah, yeah I mean yeah. I've 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 seen some of the tweets in in question. I've never felt they were that bad. To be fair, unless I'm missing something, I don't know. Um, recently, I think she's been stirring the pot a lot more. But as an, I've got my own agenda for for not really liking her. Mm, that game okay. is going to do very very well in the sales. Oh, it's going to do numbers. It's going to do numbers. Okay. Uh, okay, Donny, you're number three. My number three is the Callisto Protocol, and it's to do with their sales numbers. And what I'm asking is, is it unrealistic expectations? So according to MK Odyssey, which I think are based in Korea, they, they put a story out, the game cost £132 million to develop, um, which is just an astounding figure. Even if that includes marketing, even if you said £32 million, that oh, was shit. marketing, and £100 million is, yeah, Ben, you call bullshit on your podcast as well, and, and a few others did also. Um, I just think that's an astounding amount of money to for a new IP, you know. And, and they and they and they they had the expectation they were going to sell five million copies of this game. Bearing in mind, Resident Evil Village only managed six. So where the fuck they thought five million from a new IP was coming from, I do not know. Um, they're projected to only sell two million, I believe, by the end of this year. So the question is, you know, the sequel must be in the balance now, surely. And what, you know, like what were they thinking, like handing such a budget to a new IP? It's, it's just mental. Yeah. I think with the new IP business, I think it's almost madness to think that that was... So let, let's just assume that those figures are correct. Um, it, that seems crazy to give that to a new IP. Um, they are yeah. following in the steps of, of greatness, um, trying to reimagine the dead space and, and kind of funnel that through. But 
I it, it, to, to have those expectations is mind blowing. The compar- we made the same comparison to Resident Evil Village. Like that is basically saying you're going to make something on that scale, which does fantastically. That is, you know, survival horror genre. That it's it's a niche as it is. Um, that yeah. you know, to even to project two million copies by now, that that is. It's know, actually not. It's actually not bad sales wise. Yeah, I, 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 absolutely. When when their actual sales like came out, I thought, oh, <laughs> yeah. right, lovely job. That that's that that's that's good. For me, if if this was the budget, and if this was the, if these were the projection, projections, I would sack whatever management team. <laughs> is in control of that budget and those expectations because because there was such small room for for error now i think both of those are bullshit i think the development co- i think it's bullshit and it, you know why it hasn't been de- debunked because nobody has those figures like only the only the company's got they're not gonna well i don't know you know glenn schofield's quite gobby he might have came out and be like actually that figure's wrong yeah it might might have just said yeah. this is nonsense i suppose but, that could always that could always happen you just don't know I, I kind of think they just wanted like because around that time as well it was there was so much negativity around this game when it came out and it's almost like you just want to let that wave settle and then you can make a new push and 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 you know go on game pass and then get your DLC out there like do do all this other stuff I just think I just think it'd be totally I just think it just sounds crazy because of the limitations of if they just got those projections if you just go on simple maths of working out the cost of this game which wasn't yeah, even like a 75 game, wasn't it? yeah like it was it was below that like you have that you multiply that out you think oh jesus you really have to if you get your projections slightly wrong you're not making a lot and with this particular studio it's okay for them maybe to yeah. come out about evens any other studio this would send them under you know it's only because of their connections to pubg and all that kind of stuff like they that's how they can survive but i think there's you know, you know my opinions on Callisto yeah. Protocol. I think there's greatness beneath it, but um, like a sequel is probably in doubt anyway, just because yeah. of the negativity around it. Like, regardless of sale numbers, yeah, like it's just it's such a such a shame. I do think there's stuff they can do with this, and I thought for a first game, I thought it was an excellent. Yeah, listen, game. I mean, you made that obviously an interesting point about sales figures. There, you know, there's a school of thought that you know a triple A game needs around three million copies just to break even, and that may or may not actually include marketing costs. And that's a that's a big number, and particularly on something that's a new IP and a niche style of game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's fucking difficult. Yeah, selling that many copies right off the bat is is not easy. Yeah, absolutely. Usually, if a game sells like one million, you're like, "That okay, you've hit that milestone. That's that's a good number." I was going to say, Sean Layden, when he when he left Sony, you know, he he made the point that that AAA games are getting too expensive. We can't keep having a hundred and fifty million pound budget because not every game is going to sell enough to cover it. And maybe this is that. This this is a shiny example of that. But this is why maybe maybe just because of the checkbook that was available to these guys, maybe they did spend quite a bit, but I just can't see it in such a short yeah. game, which didn't, you know, it, did, it didn't much. offer. There, there wasn't a hell of a lot more attached to it. I, just, I can't see it, but it's, again, it's hard to debunk. It's hard to, the stories came out, you know, it, it was in the news. It's just that yeah, I don't believe any of it. I wouldn't. I'd, I wouldn't be surprised if it cost that. I genuinely wouldn't. And the fact that they had to bring uh, 150 employees from Sony in at the end to try and get it finished, the graphical fidelity of it, the fact that 
developing games for this gen is supposed to be, I think it's about thirty five percent more expensive. Like, I just, I, I, I think their their projection of five yeah. million was ridiculous. Madness. There's no way you're selling that. Um, there's, there's no way. It would have to be mm-hmm. a ninety game, wouldn't it? Yeah. It'd have to be a nine out of ten to even have the opportunity yep. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't going to sell that. Like, it, I'm, I'm the same as you, Ben. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Uh, I thought the I thought the production felt really high. Like the graphics were. Yeah. I mean, oh, like God, I'm yeah. I'm playing Dead Space Remake just now, and Dead Space Remake is a better game, but Callisto yeah. Protocol visually, like, absolutely oh. mops the floor with it. Like Dead Space. Yeah, yeah. Dead Space Remake. It's not a bad looking game by any means, but it does not look as good as Callisto Protocol does. That's a. I. That's good that you say that because, like, from what I've been seeing, because I haven't got Dead Space yet, I'm gonna wait for a price drop on it. But um, when I've been watching streams, and you obviously don't on Twitch, you don't mm. get the same. You don't doesn't look the same. So I accept that. But I'm thinking. I'm looking. And I'm like, mm, this kind of. I expected more because I. I just. This kind of just looks how in my memory yeah. Dead Space looks. <laughs> Yeah, so, I think I was I was almost expecting that sort of like Resident Evil Two remake polish, and it, it oh, doesn't yes, quite yeah. have that. But don't get me wrong, it plays phenomenally. It's a it's a much better game than Callisto Protocol, but it just visually yeah. it doesn't. I would hmm. say Callisto looks better. Um, but yeah, I I, I just I, I don't know what they were expecting in this game. Like, I, I mean, even like if if you had in your head a certain amount that you were having to sell before a certain amount of time, like the release date was ridiculous as well. Then I know they had to get yeah, it out before ab- Dead Space Remake, but you're damn right, fucking yeah. December second. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, ab- absolutely right. Like, this is an that's another reason why don't believe it because it's just that that time period. So look at Marvel Midnight Suns. Um, that came out same day. Mm. Um, that game is fucking outstanding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bang on about it all the time. I've heard it. I've it, heard it. It's it is, absolutely brilliant. It is so good. Uh, it held me right to the end. Fantastic. That just doesn't get talked about because you know why? It wasn't even in the game of the year conversations. Mm-hmm. It's right at the end. It's too long. It's whatever. But the reasons are like December is like a, it's like a debt. You're not mm-hmm. in the conversation. Yeah. Because. You have to be in that October, November time latest. Yeah. You don't release again. I, and I wonder how Midnight Suns yeah. sold. <laughs> like, yeah, probably lukewarm, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Poor. If that, yeah, so that in the same breath as this, if they had released a few months earlier, you can kind of, you go, okay, you're in full game season. They were right at the end. They were the last of the party. It, it, it's the graveyard shift. They've just come in there and just released a game. Yeah. It's just, it's not good. No, I agree. I agree. There's there's so many. I mean, this was a big thing, obviously, back with uh, the most recent Tomb Raider trilogy and Square Enix kept going. Ah, it's not sold what we expected to. It's only sold. I think it was like it was over five million. It sold. No, ah, it's not sold enough. It's not wow. sold enough. And you're like, what are you expecting? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but there's there's. I mean, if someone has come in and said to you, "Oh, this will do ten million easy," then I mean, sack that person and get somebody that's got a head on their shoulders. Maybe when there were fewer big games now there's a big game all the fucking time i know it's been like that for a few few years but it's just like look at february there's just there's something for yeah. everyone all the time if you're a person who plays a lot of games you're now starting to skip them I, i'm choosing to skip games yeah. i didn't buy dead space on day one i am dead space fan through and through loved it bought callisto because i love that genre all that kind of stuff yeah. i'll wait for a sale yeah you know, and and as well now, part of the problem is, and I, I banged on about the the negatives as well as the positives of this. But I mean, what gamer these days doesn't have Xbox Game Pass or PlayStation Plus? 
and yes. you're getting all these games through it. And when you're getting all these games, you're like, mm, do I really want to drop £70? Do I want to drop £60 day one or when the sale uh, in, a, in about a month? Like, people, you, you have to have an absolute banger for a lot of people to turn up in droves day one and yeah. pay that premium. Because, I mean, my God, the amount of people that I heard with Callisto Protocol, yeah. I'll wait till it's in Game Pass. Will it come to Game yeah, Pass? Yeah, ah, yeah. maybe, but I'll wait. And you're like, right, well... Yeah, we've all said it. I said it about Gotham Knights as well. I ain't buying a fucking game at 30 frames per second. I'll wait for Game Pass or PlayStation Plus. Or when it's a tenner. But that's what, that's what killed um, Guardians of the Yeah, Galaxy. which was a... That was a great like, game that as game well. Reviewed, that, aye, that game reviewed well. And everyone was like, ah, I'll wait till it comes to Game Pass. And the, the bloody worst thing that could have happened was it did come to Game Pass after three yeah, months. justified and everything. And so everyone was yeah. like, yep, see, I waited. And you're like, aye, well, you waited, but... I mean, Xbox picked that up on the cheap for Game Pass. You're, you're no never chance. getting a sequel to that game. Like, I'm sorry, but no, see, no, these no, days, no, no. see if you're wanting a sequel to these products, you're going to have to buy them day one. You're going to have to support the developers or you're yep. not fucking getting yep. another game. But but it's not it's not enough to be a good game or a great game yep. to get to, to cost £70. Absolutely. It's, it's not enough. Like, even games like Elden Ring come out or something, great get. I don't know. Nah, it's like that sixty. Was yeah. that, that, that was sixty, wasn't Yeah, it's like it, it. I I for for it to sell at that top dollar price range, there are very very few games that can justify it because we all know that if it sells at that, look at Forspoken. Hmm. Forspoken will be cheaper oh, in yeah a week, two weeks. Yeah, but keep weeks. in mind, like, obviously, remember I said the other day it was it's number four on the sales chart. Yeah, oh, yeah, you did say that. So you it's still not so bad. It needs to fall a little bit. But but the but we do know we do know that these third party games yeah. do drop after a month whatever. Even I was I was even looking at Dead Space today. I was looking at today I was looking at Dead Space and I was looking at the price of Callisto Protocol because I was like right. Let's just judge how much that's <laughs> dropped off in price. When do I realistically think I'll be able to get Dead Space yeah. for a reasonable discount? <laughs> like I'm already thinking that. Like and that isn't how they want us to think. If you wait six months, it'll be on EA Play. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There you go. Well, see what you're see what you're saying there about like I, I don't know sometimes I do wonder about some of these sales figures though I, like don't be wrong for spoken debuting at number four that's that's a win for them absolutely but I do look at it and say right okay but in the last week of January how mm-hmm. many game sales are there like what 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 does number four mean in the last week in the last week of January when everyone's just had the fallout from Christmas the long month the like I would I would imagine the last over the last week, when it was number four on the charts, there was less games bought than most year, most weeks. Very valid point. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a that. fair point. That's a fair point. Yep. All right. Um, Craig, I need your number three, please. Yep. I've got down here, Forza Motorsport struggling to get out of second gear. <laughs> that's where we're going to one-liners, are we? Yeah. I've even put a delay so quiet, the car's maybe electric. Because wow. I'm I'm very funny. Uh, I thought it had a good showing. I really enjoyed the trailer. I'm not a massive car guy, but I mean, I just I think it's so. It's always such a visual showcase when you see a game like I don't know, like Gran Turismo or Forza being shown off. You're just it just they can make it look so impressive because they always are. They are they always are graphic impressive. It looks really really good. I'm even excited for it, but. It's just, 
I don't know, back when Xbox did that showcase in June and they said, here is our next 12 months, I was very sceptical of a lot of games. And this, I'm not saying this isn't going to come out within the 12 months, it might, it might not, but this game was scheduled for spring. Up until that, up until that um, conference last week, it was spring and it might have been the quietest delay in history because they never said a word about it being any further out than they expected. They just dropped it and just it's now just 2023. And I just, I don't know. They need to, Xbox really need to start landing these games. Like they need to start, I mean, obviously we'll speak about another game later on that had a massive splash, but they're needing more of this. And now... I just, I just, I don't know where it fits. I don't know where this game fits now. Is it, yeah. is it going to be the summer? <laughs> is it going to be the fall? What, like, where is it? What's happening? The the showcase itself, it it had other elements that saved it. This this here, I, I like the look of it. I really like the look of it. I thought uh, the the actual trailer was great. What they were doing was great. When they said the release day wasn't there, I thought fucked it mm-hmm. you fucked it you fucked it the fact that you cannot say yep. a month later even if it's not the date or the 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 you know the the, the season or something i was expecting the it in march that, yeah exactly i was expecting march as well i was saying that all the way through march, <laughs> march march the fact that you can't say that just gives so little confidence that you just say 2023 it gives so fucking little confidence that you have a clue how how far is this away that you you haven't got any idea. Like, you've only got about three games releasing. Like, y- everyone talks about the big year of Xbox. Okay, well, you've got a, got a few games, but it's not it's not like this mind-blowing calendar. Um, yeah, I mean, to be fair, this, this is definitely the year of Game Pass. There's no doubt about it. The, the number of, of even third-party, or especially third-party titles hitting this year is huge. Okay, so far, there's only a couple of first-party ones, Starfield and Redfall, we know that. But everything else that's, that's, that's hitting the platform is massive. And you can sit and say, about obviously, you know, you know, last year was horrific and it was, and you know, we don't know what's coming in 2023 yet, so it could all just be a one-year wonder. But but what is here is, is pretty damn good. I think we, obviously we do have to remember that. And uh, it, it, it's about time, but you know what? I'm looking forward to it, and there's, there's a fucking mm. lot coming. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I just thought this this was a massive opportunity, this this event as well. like the, I reckon Phil Spencer and, and the people at the top of Xbox would have been absolutely fucking furious. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Absolutely. Unless this was by their own, something has knocked this on. So whether it's another game, which is like, because, and maybe they're waiting for where this, maybe this is already done and they're, they're trying to figure out where it needs to be based on something else, which is, is lagging behind, but they would be fucking fuming that they couldn't do this release. And rightly so, because I think they, they screwed the pooch on that one. Yeah. I mean, people were shocked that it didn't come out last year. Like because they have had such like a, a regular schedule with Forza, and um, I don't know if that's got anything to do with the the chat behind the scenes that uh, Fable was in a lot of trouble, and maybe that's had a knock on effect or what. But but yeah, I just I I thought it was really disappointing to not even get a window for it. I just I it was a it was a black mark on the yeah on what was a a good time other than that. 
I'm going to say as well, just, just before we move on, while we're talking about Twitter toxicity, can we please stop putting like-for-like like photos between Forza Motorsport and GT7? Please just stop. Usually, whichever whoever the person is, whatever one they want to win, they've got it on like two times Zoom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's just, oh, it's awful, man. It's so great. And every day we're seeing it just now. Like, just give it a rest. Who cares? These games look brilliant yeah. on their own. Just fucking leave it. I'm, I'm such a fucking grumpy old man with this stuff as well. It's like people posting this stuff up Forza and GT. <laughs> they both don't look like what you're saying anyway. Yep. They don't. Uh. I've got a, a great <laughs> monitor. I've got my Series X. I've got my PS5. And they don't look like you're saying they look. Yeah. You take your fucking screenshots. That ain't the fucking game. It doesn't matter. Know. You know what? GT7 looked amazing <laughs> when they showed it. I've made it. I got up my screen for. Oh, okay. Yeah. Brilliant. Good. Nice one. No. <laughs> nice one. Yeah. <laughs> they lie. That's why when when I get to when I see the Forza Motorsport in this trailer, and I'm like, oh, this looks fucking stunning. But it's all lies. Yeah, it's all lies. <laughs> it's not real so so don't don't worry about it so i can't get behind those side by sides it's fucking nonsense yeah yeah it, it takes me back to what was the playstation game the one that was delayed for ages and then it gets shut down it was actually a really fun game racing game what the fuck was that called it was a running joke for a while <laughs> can't think of the name of it PlayStation Racer. I haven't got one. I'll, <laughs> I haven't got one for you. I'll, find, yeah. I'll, I'll look it up. But uh, the, the studio ended up getting shut down after it. But um, in the trailer for that, they kept showing you the individual stitching on the car seats. And I was like, I am never going to fucking see that. <laughs> At any point, am I going to see that? Like, I'm sure it looks great, but I'm going to be driving the car. Fuck off. And yeah, absolutely. Absolutely mental. Absolutely mental. <laughs> Anyway, okay, on to your number two, Ben. Number two. Um, yeah, let's talk about the Microsoft staff layoffs. That was a, that was a big story this month, wasn't it? And that kind of and it was before the showcase event and stuff like that, and it kind of ramped up the importance of that a little bit. So Microsoft, um, they let go of ten thousand people, not necessarily in video games, but across across the board, and that followed Google, who had laid off, I think, twelve thousand. Uh, very recently, and other tech companies, Facebook Amazon, and other, like Apple, yeah, yeah t- lot, lots going on. And three four three were hit hard with this, um, and uh, yeah, that I don't know. We, the stories that came out of this, you know, from the video game side, were the 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 studios of Xbox that actually got hit by this. Halo, a lot of stories going on around Halo about that time. I, I think. With the with the three four three layoffs, there could have been something around the campaign being done now and 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 focusing on multiplayer, all this kind of stuff. So a lot of it could have been planned and and just actioned. But regardless, the optics of letting go of employees doesn't look good, and it's also not great for the people who've been let go. Let's not forget that. But the optics as well with what they've got going on with the potential Activision deal and things like that. There's a lot of yeah. do not compute kind of stuff. Yeah, going yeah you're on. trying you're trying to see us. Seal a sixty-eight billion dollar deal, but you're like, ah, but yeah. you twelve thousand can fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and the thing is, obviously, we, you know, we all know it's not the same pot of money. It's not how it works, and we all know that you know buying Activision Blizzard King, you know, is for future investment and everything else. But it doesn't matter. It's it's how it looks when you're spending that kind of money and you paying people off. Yeah, optics, the perception yeah. isn't good. Optics, yeah. You know, if, you know, if I was to go and say to my missus right now, but what? How would you feel about this? This company spending near seventy billion dollars of buying someone else, and they're paying off twelve thousand people. How, how does that look? You should go. Oh, that's a bit mm. shit. Again, yeah. that's just the perception, I mean, the general that time, perception. Halo was just getting a good hiding, wasn't it, with everything coming out about it? Yeah. Um, and 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 yeah. not not least the fact that they have. Uh, it seemed like there was no campaign DLC planned. The fact that it's called Halo Infinite doesn't really seem to hold any water because then uh, the ten-year plan seems to be well out the window. Yeah, I, just, I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, seems... it's hard. It's horrible to see layoffs, but I mean, a restructuring at three four three is, I think, possibly a good thing <laughs> at this point. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, they're they're obviously talking about a, some kind of Halo reboot or taking it in a new direction that type of stuff they're going to focus on multiplayer for the time being i like one of the you know i find the halo situation the difference between reality and perception i think is quite it's quite big in the world of halo because Very. i think halo gets a really bad rap because if you look at modern warfare 2 modern warfare 2 has not got as good campaign as halo uh the multiplayer there isn't even ranked multiplayer yet i mean it might, i think it's coming in season two maybe but it's halo is a more complete package than modern warfare 2 is if you forget warzone for the moment and when when halo gets its battle royale from certain affinity it's then going to be a rather complete package like despite not having more maps more things not live service or all that kind of stuff but the actual package of the game campaign there's a multiplayer there's a battle royale yeah that is a that is a good that's a good thing like and it's too late but it's, but late, it is yeah. two years too late it's two years too late. That's that's the thing. They should have delayed the game and made it a full game. We've all said it. Yeah, it launched I, as I, half right. a game. You're, you're, you're right. And that's what I mean about perception and the actual game. And I, I know it's drips and drabs and stuff, but Halo, if they release this Battle Royale and and it's good, let's just say it's good for the time. Because a lot of people, there's discontent around Warzone and things like that. So there is the potential that Halo could do something here. If they actually do a Battle Royale, certain affinity do it, and and it's good then that could lead halo to being front and center for xbox's vision going forwards mm-hmm. if it doesn't land they probably just have to shelve it for a while yeah i mean the, the, the issue that i see I mean, I, i'm no halo expert by any means i i played kind of maybe 30 hours of, of infinite last year just to see what like it was but what i what i see people saying is the fact that okay halo infinite it's it's all it's just all right. Like compared to previous Halo games, which are the flagship of Xbox and they are fundamental, historic first-person shooters, Halo Infinite is just a bit. Yeah, it's all right. It's it's not the heights that it should be, and I think that's the difference that people maybe have about Halo. I don't know. Like uh, you, you're probably right, and you got people listening to this saying, you got people listening to this will probably absolutely feel the same as you as you, but. I I don't know like there's a limiting there's a limited thing now with modern shooters with the with standard kind of multiplayer. I think it's for the for the casual gamer or for even slightly more than that. It's fairly limited just to have that normal 
standard multiplayer. Um, and now they've got the Forge in there, but it's too little too late. I appreciate that. Um, they're not producing more. They haven't produced way more map. You know, I, I we all know what they've done wrong, but there is a yeah. lot right there. It's just just a tweak to get it great. And then the battle royale, I, I don't know. It's, it's such a shame. I'm, I'm fighting its corner, but I don't know why. Like, it's... I don't know. Fighting the good fight. I'm fighting the good fight. Yeah. Um, I've, I I've, I've said this before, but I just... I think almost... Like, I, I think <laughs> Halo in 2023 has a ceiling. And now, it's not just... I'm lumping other shooters in here. Like, I, I realise Halo's a first-person shooter, Fortnite's a third-person shooter, but... I think, see, when Halo was at its peak, it was the shooter. It was the shooter. People, if you wanted the shooter, you got an Xbox. It was on top of the world. And I think in 2023, yeah. I just, I, I think 343 could put out the best game ever made. And I don't think it could reach the heights that it did before. Because, like it or not, there's people that are just like, my game is COD. There's people like that. I just play Fortnite, and there's less people have an Xbox. And I know it's on PC as well, but it's still seen as primarily an Xbox game. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I just think that mm-hmm. Microsoft. I, I almost feel sorry for Halo in a way because I feel like Microsoft look at it and they're like, yeah, yeah. "Why are you not what you used to be?" And I feel like, mm-hmm. I, and I feel like they're not looking enough and going, "It's not what it used to be because of what's around it." And it's almost like Call of Duty is in a position now where it can't really fail. Like, like you said, Ben. Like Modern Warfare Two has come out, and it's lacking in so many ways. But there's just oh, it's just yeah. got this fan base that's like, I, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to play it anyway. And yes, like yeah. they get away with it. And Halo is at a point where it doesn't get away with that. And I just think, I just, I, I just think it's got a ceiling now. But I don't think that Microsoft's internal sort of expectations are taken into account that i think you're right i think you're right i think you're right about the ceiling at, but i i think they are taking that into account and that's why they're trying to buy activision yeah well, well yeah, yeah you've got that as well obviously yeah 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 if you, like, you, you, know, you look at right, you look actually. at i hadn't really thought of that yeah. but yeah you are right you look at sony and they've just almost went i'm not gonna fucking try <laughs> Like fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't be wrong. Halo, Halo is better than what Killzone was, but it's almost like Sony have just went oh, fuck this. Like we're fucking pissing into the wind here. You, you say that, but I've I've said this for long enough. I am adamant that one of the ten Sony live service games is going to be Killzone. They're going to bring it back. I and I will die on that hill, people. I will die on that hill. Fucking with this Activision deal in the go, then probably nine of them are now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so my number two was, was more of a, a bad PR month for Microsoft, which, yeah, unfortunately, we have, we have seen. There's been a few things. Um, you know, Ben, you mentioned about 343 getting hit with, obviously, significantly. Why do you, why do you hate Microsoft? I, I'm sitting here with my, my Xbox socks. Thank you very much. I love my fucking Series X. You can't. Right, so, yeah, so 343, obviously, hit with significant layoff, which isn't, which isn't, which isn't ideal. We maybe obviously no reasons why, but it's it, the big thing for me is also like Bethesda are getting hit with layoffs or have been hit, like they're they're making Starfield, like how are you paying people off that are currently making Starfield? That I I just find really really strange yeah, as well. That's a bit of a that's a bit weird. Very much so, and you know the, the coalition is also being hit with layoffs and news tonight. Now it could just be rumor. Nothing's been verified, obviously, as we we're recording. But Coalition, they've had two what's been classed as passion projects have been cancelled. 
double A projects and they've all been put onto gear six. Yay, gear six, because, you know, good news for there. But you think, well, fucking hell, there's two projects gone, you know. Um, it's not exactly painting a great light at those studios. These are these are big studios getting hit. And, you know, Microsoft obviously, you know, released their 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 figures, their revenue for, for quarter four there. And it doesn't make the best of readings, but it's pretty. It's hard to decipher what some of the figures even mean. You know, they've they've got their 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 gaming division. They're saying it is down twelve percent. That is very 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 difficult to to put any kind of spin on because Microsoft don't release any real figures. Make make Microsoft hide as much as they can. As correct, well. correct. Yeah, and and everything is is hidden behind Game Pass figures as well, and so it's it's very hard to determine what that what that being down by twelve percent means. The real shocker is hardware down thirteen percent. How can hardware sales be down thirteen percent when over Black Friday you knocked fifty quid off a Series S? They were cheaper than a Switch Lite at one point, and you knocked fifty pound off a Series X. And two years ago, or sorry, a, a year, quarter four ago, you had major, major supply issues, which this year, quarter four, didn't really exist. How can you be down 13% when you've got Sony have just released their figures in the last 24 hours, mm. showing their 70% up? Now, even if that's slightly inflated and we say it was 30% up, it was 15% up, it's still not 13% down. Like, that has to be worrying, and that has to be a pretty damning figure. And what will be interesting to see is how yeah. that looks in 12 months' time, once we've had a brilliant year for Xbox Game Pass, do people then react to that, and the Series X and S numbers pick up? So when we're talking about this in 12 months' time, you go, actually, we were down 13% this time last year, but this year, we're up 50%, the same as Sony is. Yeah, but they did not. They did nothing to stop it, did they? You know that was that that was the issue. So I think you're right. This is the big year for them. For me, it's their. They need to get their marketing right. Like that. I I told a story a few weeks ago that I um, gave my nephew Series S for Christmas, and nephew and and niece she uses it as well. Um, but you know they don't know anything about it. Like and my my brother um he didn't know anything about it either i had to tell him what game pass was and all this people should know like and i'm not saying everyone should know but they should there should be a better mechanism they don't mark it out enough. there they just do not I and mean, we've said this before like like put it in in soccer sunday like you know just put it put it there you know just like just Put it on Sky Sports. Make it happen. Like put it in people's faces. You gotta. You need adverts which actually just say, "This is the price. This is what you get. Brand new first party." Like it's just. It seems to me so obvious what you could do, and and they because they got they need it. They need it because two years into your console generation, you're down year on year in in your biggest quarter of the year, presumably. Um, that's not on, is it? Yeah, you're right. I mean, where, where's the big you know advertising campaign of showing here's this game, here's Starfield, here's Redfall, here's this, here's this, here's this great. Look at all these games. And at the end of it, you say, and only £10 a month. And everyone goes, fucking hell. Get on that for £10 a month. Mm. You're where it's yeah, throw yeah, it yeah. in people's faces. Take my money. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, do you, I mean, if you remember when Disney Plus launched, Disney Plus launched, right? And they went, here's Star Wars, here's the MCU, here's Pixar movies, here's the whole catalogue of Disney movies, and it's six ninety nine a month. Is brilliant value I've for money. Adverts where they done before. I have seen some Game Pass adverts, but they've got like people falling from the sky and all these different characters. Yeah. No, just have a green screen that says Xbox Game Pass. Like, £10, get all this. Like, just tell people what it is rather than this advert that people have to, like, oh, this will catch the eye. People, No, people don't work it out. But if you're not a gamer or you don't know anything about it, you don't have a fucking clue what's going on. Like, yeah. just keep it simple. They need to do something. I, I, I just think, like, see, I don't get me wrong, I think he's done a lot of good, but I, I have serious questions over Phil Spencer. I really do. I just what the like what the fuck is going on? Like, I mean, I, I'm not blaming him for all these like the flaws are not getting a date and stuff like that. But I feel like he's not he's not keeping a close enough eye on these studios. Like, and like this market and stuff, he should be shouting this from the rooftops. Like, I just. Like I said, like you're saying there about gears, I hadn't heard that because I was I was playing football before we did this podcast. I but like the the coalition, the release gears five was brilliant. It released in fucking September two thousand nineteen, right? It was three, it was over three years ago, three years and four months ago, and we've heard nothing mm-hmm. about what's coming next. They keep talking about a gears yep. like trilogy or whatever a gears collection that they're going to put out i don't see the point in that personally because the the versions that are on game pass are upscaled so how much are you actually going to do with it but like if that's true they've cancelled those two projects how far along really is gear six like that's going to be what two three years away so it's going to be six five six years before we get another like between gears five and gear six I mean, how fucking long is this Hellblade game taking? My God. Oh, yeah. Like, where the fuck is it? Well, obviously, you'll have missed this, but the rumours tonight are just rumours that it's that they're, they're cancelling it on Unreal Engine 5 and moving it to no Halo's, Halo's no engine. Yeah, just a rumour, you know. Jesus Christ, man. So you've got that. Like, I mean, does anybody actually believe that this Indiana Jones game is any more than an idea on a napkin. No, and it was announced. Oh, I forgot about that. It, it was announced two <laughs> fucking years ago. The the fucking this Halo this um, Fable game is apparently like there's rumors. Rumors keep coming out going. Ah, we're going to have to start it again. And those might just be rumors. Maybe that's not true. Maybe it's further along than we think. But fuck me, that was a really that was announced fucking ages ago. And what about I'm, avowed, like we're not of that either. You just, I, I like, I don't get wrong. Phil Spencer, he's got a lot. They've got a lot of teams. He's got a lot to manage. I think it's too big a job for one person. But if that's the case, then he should be going right. I'm going to hire three people <laughs> directly below me, and all of them are going to. You are going to manage this section. You're going to manage this section. You're going to manage this section because he needs. I'm sorry, but he needs to be going, um, and checking in on Hellblade and going right. We need some deadlines here. What the fuck's going on? Where is it? What, what, what have you done in the last three months? Because it just, it almost seems like there's too much of a culture of, I just just keep going, keep pushing on. It's ready when it's ready. And at a certain point, he's going to have to bring the hammer down here. And how much how much is the Activision Blizzard deal impacting? That's probably taking up all his time. What's... Yeah, well, exactly. that actually brings me to the point out when you mentioned Phil Spencer, Craig, I was going to ask you, Boyd, let's say if and when the merger goes ahead, 
given what's happening currently with the studios he's looking after, which aren't doing that great, we all know, you throw in Activision, all of that, you throw in all the Blizzard teams, all the king, is the is Phil Spencer the man to take Xbox forward? If it was me, I would keep Phil Spencer around because I think he's a he's a loved figure in the Xbox community, but I would do what I say where I would create another, I would create a layer just below him and I would have someone that heads up like obviously you're gonna to have to get rid of fucking stupid Bobby, but you'd get uh, someone in that's gonna that's someone else in that's gonna be like, right, you're gonna look after everything to do with Activision and you will report back to Phil Spencer once a week or once a month. Then I would have someone that's gonna stay in charge of like all the Bethesda stuff, but you report back to Phil Spencer once a month and have some and I'd have maybe four of those people that are overseeing and there maybe is a structure like that that would but it needs to be. They need a more mm-hmm. fluid system here because it just feels like it feels. Yeah. Like, it, it feels like to me he's in over his head, and I can understand why because they've got a lot of fucking studios, and then all, all we hear is they're all wanting more. Oh, who who are they buying next? And I'm like, ah, they fucking need to get a grip of what they've got before they buy more. Yeah, no one's smashing it, are they? Mm-mm. No one, you, no, no one's smashing it. And we we're saying about their games this year, they need to make sure that maybe that's their commitment here that they. Because when Redfall comes out, on that day one, it has to work. Yeah. And the servers have to work. And it, it all yeah. has to kick off. And Starfield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People say, oh, Bethesda, buggy games, ha, ha, ha. No. The, no. No, no, no. The pressure, the, on, this, the pressure on Starfield is unreal. This has to be the best Bethesda have ever yep. released, probably, game-wise, but also just on release date. Yeah. has has to fucking work. Has like, to. This is so. It's so important. We say about it's about Phil Spencer earlier. Like, there's a lot of a lot of things important. The, the pieces to their puzzle this year. Phil Spencer, I think, is so important. Phil, Phil Spencer is the personification of Xbox. Like, he is to fans uh, and and uh, gamers out there, slightly more than casual. People know who Phil Spencer is. He, if they got rid of Phil Spencer or replaced him, I honestly think in people's eyes they would lose their identity. Yeah, he's that. Big. A lot of people like, would lose confidence important. in Xbox if he left. I, I would, I would, I would, and and not not to say that he's doing an excellent job. But he, when I think of Xbox, he's closely next to it. He's the face that I put on. Yeah, I think he's he's and the father he of that. he's the father of Game Pass. He's all this stuff, yeah. and I feel like if you got rid of Phil Spencer, it would almost be like a sort of right. It would, it, would, it would almost be as if Xbox were saying this didn't work. We're going somewhere yeah. else, and I feel like there's so many Xbox fans that are all in on this future of xbox that if that was to be if he was to be taken out it would be like whoa whoa whoa, what's going on yes agreed i mean even if you got to the point where you had to go right phil your goose is cooked we've realized you're fucking useless you'd almost have to keep him there as a puppet and a string you're the face <laughs> yeah absolutely you've got absolutely no yeah. power but we just go out on the stage with a smug face his smug and face is terrible and we'll just yeah. fucking pretend yeah um, where are we then? Where, 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 where? It is your number two, buddy. Because we transitioned to you, so it's yeah, my your, number. Your number four, I think. My number two was the last of us, so we covered that. Ah, um, so back to me. So Ben, your number one. Back to Ben. Oh Christ! Okay, here we are. Uh, well, following on for the Microsoft chat, my <laughs> number one was seeing more. I mean, I feel like we've stomped them right into the ground, so let's lift them up. Yeah, let's lift them up. Like my number one was seeing Redfall. 
um, at the director, uh, the developer direct, it was seeing Redfall uh, right at the end, like that, you know, it's the highlight of the show. Um, I like that they emphasized that it was single player and multiplayer. They kept banging the single player drum. That, which yeah, was, which I really great. liked that. Yeah, I, I, I needed that. I think <laughs> and uh, they did it um i liked the impressions that we got it was it was the looting system seemed interesting it seemed kind of like that borderline uh, borderlands kind of like loot rating system keep keep improving the loot that's great um starfield is the big hitter for the year this one is probably maybe because it's sooner i don't know i am very myopic i need things now this is a few months away release date fantastic second of may I'm looking forward to this. Probably my biggest Xbox game that I'm I'm looking forward to. Me too. As I, as I said, they had it at the end of the showcase. That game gives me more confidence in it. Um, and just as we said there, Xbox can't afford to miss. They need this to be an absolute banger. T- today or yesterday, the news came out that this had to always be online, whether you were single player or multiplayer. Uh, that's caused a bit of a stir. People, people, people I don't. Get, like, I don't really understand. So, annoyed I, about I heard, this. so this is one of the tweets that I saw. You better be able to it pause says, the fucker. I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's this this tweet said. Um. Oh yeah, but oh, I'm skipping it because um. Then if my internet goes down, I'll I'll lose progress, and people's internet goes down all the time. So really, does it? Does it? Does it? Really? Like when does <laughs> my internet hardly ever goes down? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's very rare. Like what, kicked out of an online game. Yeah, it happens, but it's not like it's not all the time. I I don't really get the out like Outriders was like that. I don't really get the outrage for it. Um I think it's people just jumping on. People love to be crazy. Mm-hmm. People love to be crazy. I say for me it doesn't affect me because I just sit down here at the, at my computer desk and i'm playing and i'm playing the game so it doesn't matter but it's those servers have to work on day one that's my biggest my biggest concern from that online all the time thing was that day one is going to be a clusterfuck Mm. yeah i I like the fact obviously they they did say about the single player thing you know to keep guys like yourselves happy personally i'm looking forward to the co-op me and tam on our discord are going to be all over the the co-op that's how for me it's a co-op game i know they're saying single player that's to appease guys like yourselves are not me. interested in that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I think you know, and Craig as well. You know, but listen, join and us. Appease Come me, and play with us. <laughs> Good. Yeah. So you have to join. Yeah, you have to I'll, join, I'll, me, I'll join. I'm. I'm up for this game. Like Fun. I. This is a. Fun. Yeah. It's in that that period uh, where you have this. You got Tears of the Kingdom coming. You got Diablo coming out as well. It's that couple of month period is just crazy. I I think Redfall coming in at this point is difficult for them actually um i i think with tears of the kingdom when does that come out is it the end of may uh, is it may end of may 20 no so they're gonna have a couple of weeks which okay might might work um may, but it's, may 12th it's a, it comes right oh, also by the way I, that that game was called uh drive club from about 20 minutes ago uh, right, drive club, <laughs> yeah there you go yeah um but yeah i i think I think it's an awkward time for Redfall, to be honest. Um, but see how it see how it does. You know, it's on Game Pass, and yeah, listen, listen. I mean, the games you mentioned are completely different markets. So True. listen, maybe, maybe, maybe they won't overstep each other. Um, particularly Diablo Four. You know, that's, yeah. Okay. I well, yeah, I hope so. But yeah, but yeah. but for gamers like me and you and what you guys, it's it's fantastic like to have all these big games come out especially with a couple of them being on game pass what have you yeah 
and and it could have been another one if fucking Jim Ryan wasn't trying to fuck the FTC, you know? We could have had could have Diablo know, 4 Game Pass. Oh, that would have been a great cheapie. Eh, fucking fucking me again, man. Bastards. Yeah, I, I, I really, I hope it definitely makes that date. Like, I, I will drop everything for an arcane game. I'd, I'm a big fan of their previous work, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Really looking forward to it. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah, good game. Dishonored as well. The Dishonored franchise. I fucking love it. I mean, it's the same fucking game. Like, it, it literally is with a different skin. It's the exact same powers, the exact same... The only difference is that it's more level-based, but in terms of gameplay, like, it's the, it is the fucking same game. Um, but I, I see a lot of Deathloop and dishonored in redfall it's obviously like with the bosses and stuff like that it's going to change it up a bit but like i was really at one point during the the latest gameplay session they showed and they were like other oh, stealth available and i was like yes bring it bring it i was because i was worried about that with the co-op and stuff like that that maybe there wouldn't be like a sort of stealth option but it looks like certainly yeah. at times you can do that as well and oh, i'm all in all in donny your number one Oh, my number one is the state of my beloved Ubisoft. Now, I've been I've been a Ubisoft fan for a number of years, um, and seeing it in the state that it's in is fucking hard to take. Um, January, we, we we saw three further unannounced games cancelled. That's on top of the uh, three or four other ones announced last year or in the last six months, including Splinter Cell VR, Ghost Recon. It's um. It's a fucking tough one to take at the moment. I don't know what the hell's going on over there. Now look at the cut costs up to $200 million in the next two years, you know. Um, the the dumpster fire that is Skull and Bones, fucking delayed again, man. I mean, why are they not burning that shit to the ground? It is mental. Well, they should have. Absolutely I mean, mental. That game is still a thing. Um, if, that's, if, if that actually comes out at £70, like someone's needing their head checked. Pre-orders obviously oh, have been yeah. cancelled on PlayStation. You know, Craig, you made a, you made a good point in the podcast that the pre-order being cancelled on PlayStation doesn't really mean much because it's not got a release date, so they can't take a pre-order date, so they have to cancel. Which is fair enough. I mean, it could just be the fact that it's going it's going live service could be another bit of speculation there, but God knows at the moment. You know, and then Eve Gilmont decided to email the staff with a rousing email. The ball is in your court to deliver this lineup on time and at the expected level of quality and show everyone what we're capable of achieving. That's a pretty shitty email, man, and it went down like a lead balloon. What about the leadership? What about the fucking leadership of that place? It's a mess. You know, the, the email totally kind of put the onus on the staff, which I think is pretty piss poor. It's almost like he was not blaming them, but certainly saying, listen, you guys are responsible for these shit games we've been putting out, you know? He did apologise a few days later and he said, you know, sorry I was perceived that way. He wasn't, he didn't say sorry for what he said, just, you know, how we perceived it, which I, which I did find quite interesting. Um, so yeah, really, really not a good time at the moment for Ubisoft. They are clearly setting themselves up to be sold. Oh, they're, ga- they're absolutely they are, gagging for they are it. Begging someone to come out and just fucking hand them some money and get the fuck out of there. And yeah, and of course it begs the question: Well, well, well who's going to buy them? They want they want to be sold. Who's going to buy them? It can't be Sony. It can't be Microsoft. Unfortunately, they're... I don't think they would either. Yeah, it, it, it basically leaves really Tencent. You know, I mean, in fairness, you know, Tencent obviously already own. A share or half of the parent company, so it's kind of lining it up for that, and 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 all the, and on all the troubles that comes with that, which is which is frustrating. And 
the worst thing for me is, is that there's a, a lot of good comes out of Ubisoft in terms of games. It does, despite what people say. Um, and we know that Assassin's Creed Mirage is coming soon, which I know a lot of us are so fucking excited for. It's going back to the original days, the original Assassin's Creed, which is what I want. Uh, I know a lot of people do as well. So, yeah, it's just, it, it, it's no good. But I'm hoping that Mirage is the game. We've seen fuck all of it for months, so there's not... The thing is, Ubisoft have this uh, reputation of old of uh, create being creative, innovative, all this kind of stuff, and it's very easy for me to say because I don't make games, and it's, it's not, you know, it's it's a hard fucking task. But they um, they have there's the running joke or or even reality that all of their games are kind of the same and reskinned. Um, they are not viewed as innovators. You know exactly what you're getting get with an open world game from Ubisoft. Yeah. Um it almost seems I reckon mm-hmm. for a lot of people that it's pointless buying uh their games for that reason, but also for full price because you know it gets yeah. the Ubisoft discount yeah. after a month or two. Yeah, like me it, looking at the Far Cry six yeah. gold edition there, you know? Nice steelbook one there, man. <laughs> of course you have. <laughs> but the, <laughs> You're bringing up the average, and that's that's what they rely on. But but this is this is the thing, and you know you saw it with the recent Mario and Rabbids game, um, where you know, to all intents and purposes, that is a very good game, and it seems to be an evolution from the first one. Excellent, blah blah blah. But you know, it's you know the first game they they were selling it for fifteen quid for most of its lifetime. You yeah. know, it, you know this one's also going to come down in price. It's the it, first Mario game knows. to get a steep discount in about fucking a hundred years. <laughs> Absolutely, and, and and you know, on the eShop, you could always buy that for fucking next to nothing. Yeah. Um, it's uh, Ubisoft are in trouble because they they it would appear that they've rested on their laurels, kind of thing. It's that they haven't taken, or when they have taken chances, it hasn't followed through, and they've had all these games being cancelled. Now that may happen at all these big studios i don't know but 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 it seems to be more prevalent at ubisoft the the email thing i um i i don't really i don't really subscribe to the pushback that's happened on that one you know i think he was probably trying to empower people and rather than saying i think the ball is in our court they said your court trying to be you know somebody might have said ah oh, yeah that's good that empowers the employees you know i would use similar tactics you know we're all because you're not saying it's on you but you're saying look stand up with it we are ubisoft and you're trying to create that team spirit but it's just not been perceived that way and it's yeah. come a, and then somebody latches on and then it's then it is how it is but you know the, all corp, all corporates like this do things like that so but it doesn't detract from the fact that ubisoft is not in a good place at all yeah if if if, if, if they want to be sold they're gonna have to streamline massively because they're they're a really bloated company and in the state they're in just now, no one is going to buy them. So they're, they're going to have to, these cuts are going to have to come in. Um, they're talking about 200 million. Like they're, they're going to have to do that to, I think, push through any sort of sale. And like, I, I think they've been guilty of trying to, as well as sort of resting on their laurels, they've been guilty of trying to like chase trends. Like they just, like, I mean, yes, yes. All these, they've been, they've tried to put out these free to play live service games i can't even remember the name or what was the last one um it was actually all right and then they shut it down after about six months it was a bit it was it was almost like an apex type game um but then just it didn't take off at all they've still got like that division free uh game coming is that gonna take off i don't know 
Like I think they, I think they're putting far too much weight in the division's name. I don't, I don't think it carries as much cachet as what they think it does. Um, and yeah, all these, all these cancelled projects, copying other kind, like chasing trends. Yeah, like you said, like uh, Phoenix. Did you ever play that game? I haven't. I've, I've got it sat. Can't remember here. what the fault name is. It's Immortal Phoenix. Rising. Uh, Phoenix Rising. Yeah, is that what it's called? Immortal Phoenix Rising. Immortal Phoenix, right? Fantastic game, and it's a Zelda clone. Yeah. It really, really is, but it's Ubisoft Zelda clone. But they're chasing, and it doesn't do that well because it's not innovation. And yeah. I'm not saying they need to innovate every game, and and innovation is harder than you know, it's the hardest thing to do. But that's what they were known for, yeah. and they just don't. You know, that's what do you expect? And they're not going to be able to charge top dollar for that, are they? No, no, definitely. no. It's it's as if they've almost been running around just trying to trying to get a hit, and it's just it's I don't know. There's a it could just be me looking at it this way, but there's a hint of desperation about it. I feel like they keep mm-hmm. bringing out these games and be like, oh, maybe this will be the one. Maybe this will be. And like to be fair, they've there is a lot of games that they have stuck with and try and almost like weld it into being a thing. Like I look back to like, see Fort Honor, like that started. I was just about to say yeah, that. Yeah, it, it, it started, that came out and it was like an absolute wet fart. And they were so desperate. They were so desperate <laughs> for that game to do well. Like I remember them sending me, um, I, I mean, I don't get sent a lot of like sort of press packages, but they sent me, out. I, I have no idea why, but it, it looked like a little Chinese takeout in a box and you opened it up and it had fortune cookies in it and then inside the fortune cookies were codes for the game for me to give out to people and there was like 10 codes for this game and I'm like what the fuck's going on why is it fortune cookies what's this got to do with anything and like but they were just so desperate for people to get their hands in that and like they still support that game today it's it's on like season fucking 16 or something like that as well yeah it's on this mental support who's played it (laughs) It's even got a Netflix documentary, isn't it? Or YouTube one. Does it? Oh, I need to watch yeah. it. Because I just, I'm like, yeah, fuck it's, it's me. Good. They just, they're, they like, they do stick with some stuff, but then other stuff, they're just like, get to fuck, you're dead, bang, bang. <laughs> it's like they come out with like six shots and just start headshotting stuff, but then other things are like, <laughs> no, no, you can hang about. <laughs> oh, it's weird. Yeah, they're a, they're a strange company. I think there's going to be a lot more in the news with them this year. Like, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like they're going to have a eventful year. Yep, indeed. Okay, so what went to my number one then? Sure are. My number one is the shadow drop of Hi-Fi Rush, uh, which again sort of follows on from the Xbox Developer Direct. I just thought, like, I don't know, I've even on this podcast had a go at Microsoft for, I feel like over the course of the last couple of years, they have announced games so far out. Like, they were obviously getting accused and getting almost made a laugh and stuff. Oh, they've got no games. They've got no first-party games. And they didn't for so long. It was, it, it's been such a drought. And I think at one point they were just like, right, everything we've got in the works, we need to announce it so that people know stuff's coming. But they were so desperate to do that that they announced stuff way too far out. The stuff still hasn't came. Everyone's like, well, what the fuck? Like, there's, there's a chance that with things like... 
Fable or Indiana Jones that like it's not necessarily that like we're looking at it and going Christ three years and we've seen nothing about it and it's not necessarily that I mean it does sound like there is problems but the problem was that they announced it so soon like most games get announced when there's a build of it and like so we're looking at it going oh, well usually when a game gets announced it's the turnaround's about two years but with Microsoft it's five years and it's because Microsoft are announcing it at the fucking design stage <laughs> And so it was so refreshing to see the complete opposite of that. Like when I watched that trailer on the developer director, I was like, oh, this looks quite cool. It's not necessarily my type of game, but oh, it was quite cool. And then when they went to announce that they had something special, I thought, oh, are we going to get a demo? And then it was, no, no, here's the full game. And I thought, that you know, that's such a nice surprise, just out of nowhere. I, I realized that after I found out it had been rumored, but I hadn't seen it. So it was a complete shock to me. Um, and I mean, everyone seems to love the game. I've only played maybe about an hour of it. I've enjoyed what I've played, but it's just been such a, it's just been such a hit, and it just came out of nowhere. And I, I know that you can't always do that, and it wouldn't be a good idea to always do that. But I think that I would like to think that Microsoft has looked at this and went, "This is way better than what we did with Indiana Jones," like, and and they start to realise that you need to play your cards closer to your chest and it's better to just hold on and wait until you have something substantial to show. Yeah, I can say it's like, it's like back in the day when, was it Fallout 3 or 4, they, they, they showed the E3 and they went, oh, and by the way, it's out in three months. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. What a surprise. The problem is if you if you go from one strategy to another, there's going to be a massive gap in between. And perhaps that's what Sony's doing, but I mean they have been so quiet, and yeah, it's just I I, I would like to see, like I say, I would like to see more of this going forward. I, I find it interesting as well. Like another thing with with Game Pass, this sort of sort of expands on this, but with Game Pass, there's no doubt that they need to find other ways to monetize these games because they're coming with Game Pass. So the likes of, I mean, I don't know who this is for. I don't know who's possibly going to buy this, but with Redfall, there's an option to buy. It's like a deluxe edition. You'll get the game three days early and you'll get character skins for your first person game. Now, who that's for, I do not fucking know. Maybe it's... (laughs) I've never understood that first person skins. I I get someone else can see you, but still, I mean, you'd have have to be mental. I mean, they're massive in Call of Duty. Yeah, I know, I know. And it's because someone else can see you, I, I know, mad. But I think that's what they are going to do. Like, even Hi-Fi Rush has a £10 add-on, add-on fee if you get the... I don't know what the, the version's called. And it has different character skins and it has upgrades. Uh, what are they called? They're like gears um, that you get with it as well. Right. And so I think... Yeah, but I think this is going to be Microsoft's strategy going forward. You see how well it did with, with uh, Forza Horizon 5. A million people paid to get that early. And so each... It had over a million players before it launched. No and you got three way. days early access if you paid that for it. And it was $100. No fucking way. Wow. Honestly. Wow. They made an absolute killing off it. And so this is what Game Pass, and they need, it's what they need to do. Every first party game that comes is going to have That's early a, access. Good point. Good point. Yeah. It's going to have early access and it's going to have add ons. And yeah. But I just, I, I've said this before, but my worry is that 
if that's fine, if, if with Forza Horizon, if you wanted to get it three days early and you wanted any DLC that was coming down the line to get it and you want you pay that, that's fine. But my worry is if it starts to become... Like it hasn't so far, but if it starts to become where you feel like stuff has been taken out of the game, and so on Game Pass you feel like, right, I'm not getting the full game here, and then I'm almost been I'm almost been funneled into buying this extra stuff, and that's yes, I'm, I'm worried that that's yeah, that could, coming. That could be a concern. Yeah, I just I, I feel like they're going to have to find ways to extract more money, and it makes sense to me that they would take certain aspects out games. And I don't know if that's going to happen. I feel like they haven't so far because they're in a, in a position where they're trying to sort of win back market share. But I almost worry if they did get market share, then would they feel more confident to do that? Yeah, especially with something like Call of Duty. Call of Duty, if they had that and they had that on Game Pass and you had it three days early mm-hmm. or something, if you bought the game um, and then Game Pass on the day of release otherwise, that that makes sense as well. Uh, I think I think great point. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the concern could be you're right. Is you then start exploiting that potential add-on? It's all very well given a few days early, given some skin packs, given some this and that. But what mm-hmm. you never want to see is here's the thirty pound version, but you also get two additional levels, and that's where the exploitation comes in, and we can't have that because it's got to be a full version on Game Pass. Mm. Yes, yeah, 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 you're right. It depends what they're advertising on Game Pass, doesn't yeah. it? It depends what, you know, their, their big sell. What they can't do is lose customer confidence when, uh, at this point, yeah. at this point, especially with the image, the, the narrative that's trying to be put out there that Microsoft are the good guys, yeah. only the people that overcharge, you know, that, that thing. You have to, they have to buy into that and the more they can give... Uh, the the better i i think you're right that eventually it might go that way once they've got a particular share yeah um, hyper rush is a perfect example for them though you know it's a, it was a cheaper game it also was on pc like it, uh, it did massive sales on pc as well um it, so it's made them a lot of money and it in my opinion it saved saved the direct mm-hmm. um i think if it wasn't there people would have been quite down on the direct i think um so it was a it was a massive positive yeah they're not going to do it very often but what this has done is said that they can do it yeah so it gives a lot more interest in the next one you know they're not going to do it again but they could they could (laughs) you know it's Mm -hmm. uh yeah i i do like it what i would say about the direct as a whole like i thought they did a really great Mm -hmm. job like the whole format and everything it was it was it was good. They they'd obviously seen what other what obviously Nintendo do, PlayStation do, and uh, decided to do their own twist on it. And I thought, especially with Hi-Fi Rush, <laughs> the developers there, they sold the game. With each game that they showed, it was very much sold by the developers, like giving their little chats and making it sound fun and good. Yeah, like I I did appreciate all of that stuff. Um, not that I I'm really that interested in Hi-Fi Rush, but. It's cool. Like, I remember when that came up on the screen and I was with my girlfriend and I looked at it, I was just like, for fuck's sake. Like, I was like, oh, this is your special thing. Great. Fucking hell, this is a nightmare. And then it said Shadow Drop. I was like, oh, okay. Now now it's good. Yeah. I, it certainly bumped it up multiple points, didn't it? Yeah. And I think, I, I genuinely think that it has also affected the score. 
Like I think it's yeah, I, I think a lot of I people agree. are like, Oh, this is just such a what a welcome surprise. <laughs> like uh, I, and I'm not saying I'm not saying yeah, I'm not yeah. saying there's any sort of malice in it or any sort of like, oh let's bump this score up, but I just think <laughs> no, it agreed. came with such a wave of positivity <laughs> that I feel like that does rub off into mm. when you're playing it as well. I, I yeah, I think this would have been a couple of points lower. Absolutely. If this had a, a normal release slip window and then was released, I don't think I don't think anyone would play it. Yeah. And I, I think it wouldn't get the score that's got. So they, they've done a monster job here. See as well, by the way, like just, I, I wonder, like I've talked about, I sort of gave Phil Spencer a bit of a pounding in this, this episode, but like, fuck me, by the way, see the balls on him to sit there for the last eight months through an utterly barren period for Xbox, knowing he had that up his sleeve. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, see back in, say, September, October, October, or when back when uh, Starfield got delayed and everyone's like, ah, fuck me, have you got any games? The the ball's on them to just sit and go, well, we do, we've got one up our sleeve, but I'm not telling you about it. Yeah. <laughs> and then just shadow drop it. Like, I would have, I would have been so tempted to go, uh, like, three months ago, oh, here's a trailer, we've got a game coming in a couple of months, just to shut folk up. But he was, he yeah, just, just, he just held his awards. tongue. Aye. Exactly, because I, I saw him at the Game Awards just in the crowd there, and I just thought, I, then I thought, the balls on that kid <laughs> to sit there, to fucking sit there when they haven't got one game Aye. <laughs> and just to enjoy the show. <laughs> not not one contribution to the show. That, why has he even got a ticket? He's just sat there, just like, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, if I, if I was Phil Spencer, I'd have been stood outside with a projector, been like, look, we've got this coming. We've got this coming. I've not got absolutely nothing. <laughs> and no and nominations or no games. <laughs> Fuck's sake. But yeah, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully the start of the start of a very strong year for Xbox. There's, there's, there's too many third party bangers coming for it not to be a good year for Xbox. Like even yeah, that, even these games, true. like that, that um, Atomic Heart. Like I, I realise that is coming to PlayStation, but it's like when you when you when you think about that game, yeah. you think about Xbox. Yeah, that, that's the that's the thing. Like, I don't think Xbox necessarily needs its first party games as long as it's delivering through Game Pass. As long as it's delivering new Game Pass games, I think I think most people are happy. But Starfield needs a date. Yeah, it needs to know when it is. It needs to be a banger. That's the only one that I think really matters for them. Guys, I've cracked it. I've cracked it. Starfield. It's going to be free on Game Pass, or you can pay thirty pound, get it early, and you get sixty frames per second mode. Oh yeah. 60 frames can baby. you imagine the shit storm there, i've oh, got it that's it i'd respect that i'd respect that <laughs> uh, yeah mad respect for that one. <laughs> oh my god the internet would absolutely melt down <laughs> that'd be amazing yeah that'd be so good <laughs> I, I feel like it... that's how you market xbox yeah. <laughs> that's how you get it into the in the mainstream i feel it like, i feel like as well see with all the, like, the price hikes and stuff like that recently like you know that there is plans in place to increase the price of game pass there ha- there clearly has been for a wee while but they feel like they can't do it yet yeah. and fair fucks them for holding on because that then the price of that has to go up yep like once these games start coming it has to go up yeah and I think they're just they're really holding firm just now because I think they feel like it would look bad optically to be like, oh, we don't have dates for these games, but give us more money anyway. Um, mm, but it has yeah. to come. Like it's 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 too good a deal. But if they're good games, oh, you pay it. Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. see, honestly, that's see if they put it up. I mean, this won't be a popular thing. People will moan like fuck about it. Like if they put 
Xbox Game Pass up five pound. I, I still yep. think it's a good deal. I'm, I don't want to pay yeah. more, but it's, it's life. Yep. Yeah. The, the issue, obviously, with putting it up mm-hmm. is the fact that we don't know what's due out next year. So you stick it up this year, and if next year's bad in like twenty twenty one, you go fucking hell. Who's paying for this? Well, th- no, this is what I was saying about twenty twenty two. Let's say twenty twenty two had some of these games. Twenty twenty three would have been barren. Like, yeah. We just. I know they've got Fable and Avowed and all these kinds of, but. Like we're focusing on this year, we've and not even mentioned we've got Perfect an idea. Dark. Where the <sighs> fuck's that? <laughs> is that is that even real? Like, yeah. I don't know. No. Uh, right, I'll read out a few of the other user comments we have. We had a RPG tourist who said that for spoken clip accounts keep posting about how bad its dialogue. No, sorry, accounts keep posting about its bad dialogue, made me laugh, and then I began to wonder if there is really something wrong with me. Well, if there's something wrong with you, RPG Tourist, there's something wrong with me, because, yeah, the dialogue is not that fucking bad. It's been blown well out of proportion, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been, I've been watching Jess play it, and, yeah, I don't think it's that bad. There is some slightly cringe dialogue, but, I mean, she's, a, she's supposed to be, what, like a 20-year-old girl or something like yeah, that? Yeah, like, a hustler, I've, yeah, from New York, aye. yeah. I think it works. I genuinely think it works. Yeah. I think it adds to the game, actually. Yeah, I think it's, it's it's almost became the cool thing to do to sort of rail on it. Like, um, yeah. Uh, we had Chris Broderick on Twitter who said, it depends who you listen to. Gamers who only play on Xbox wouldn't shut up about Hi-Fi Rush being the greatest thing <laughs> since Oxygen. <laughs> For me personally, it's how good Dead Space Remake is. Mm. So yeah, um, I suppose I sort of almost like a a feather in January's cap that Dead Space Remake didn't even make any of the 15 talking points. I we did know. talk about it, but uh, yeah, but yeah, it's, a, it's a Des- absolute banging of a remake. Yeah, yeah. Despite how good it is, yeah. yeah. Uh, Flying Taco, who said, my top moment is, was Hi-Fi Rush. What a genuinely great surprise. So he's just delivered a big fuck you to Chris there. <laughs> and Mark, who says, laughing at people not keeping the same energy when Xbox laid people off and increased prices. Mm. So, yeah, I mean... Destin, Destin. You're, you're going to get that. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, when PlayStation did the same thing, uh, there was a lot, of, a lot of people that were very vocal about it, and they have been less vocal now. And it would be the same if it was the other way around. Of it's course. Just of course. It's always fanboy's going to fanboy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, any closing, any closing comments? You expecting a big February? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, the, the news in January was massive. I don't expect it to be as big as that. You know, we've been here for two hours talking about January. That's that's how many talking points there's been. Yeah, sorry to hold you here for that long. <laughs> that's all right. And and listen, you know, thank you to, to Ben for uh, for joining us again. His company is always welcome. Oh, no problem at all. No problem at all. Um, I returned the favour because you were on ours this week as well. So, Indeed, indeed. I think with Hogwarts Legacy coming out, you know there's going to be more to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on the game yeah. itself and otherwise. So, yeah, I think it'll be, a, I think February, February will be big as well. It's going to be pandemonium next week when that comes out. Like, every day, yeah. it's just not going to be able to contain themselves. Like, see, just, yep. as we kind of go out, gut check on Hogwarts Legacy. What do you two think? Is it going to be good? Yes, absolutely. Somewhere between 86 and 88. I think it's going to be huge. I, I agree. I think for a Harry Potter fan... I think it's going to be right up there, like Elden Ring standards. I think for 
below Harry Potter, you know, casual Harry Potter, and, and otherwise, I think you're about, I think, where Donnie is, yeah. Yeah, everything we've seen, all the trailers, it just looks brilliant, and it's and it's gotten better as well. And I just, I don't see it failing because it's not once has any of the clips gone. Oh, that doesn't look so great. It's it stayed consistently good, and I I don't see any complaints other than the political stuff. Yeah, I yeah, I think all the previews. Yep. Previews have looked good. You know, this looks really solid. I think if you're into the open world thing, if you're into Harry Potter, and if you're a diehard Harry Potter fan, like I'm saying, I think I think this is just going to be your game. You can be this is the best game ever. So, uh, yeah, I, I and I genuinely think objectively, it's shaping up to be something yeah, really good. Absolutely. I'm still going to go high seventies. Oh, I think. Man, I you've know. always been quite you've always Brutal. been quite soft on where you think the score is going to be, haven't you? I just they've never made a good game. There's that. Ever. And I, I mean, there's obviously a lot of turnaround at studios and stuff like that, but I mean, this is the studio that made Cars 3 Drive <laughs> to Win and Disney Infinity. Like, they've never... What a classic. <laughs> I've not played both those games. But Vintage. I just, I don't know. I, like, it would it would be the biggest glow-up ever. I just, I don't know. I don't know that they're capable of it. And may, I hope they are. Like, I'm, I'm going to be playing it day one. Like, I'm not even a Harry Potter fan, and I'm excited for it. Um, and the previews every there's, every time there's a wee bit of leaked footage like I saw a, a video on Twitter the other day and all it was was that whoever the wee wizard guy was and he's flying about in the broom and it was so simple but I was like just the way the movement yeah. looked I was like that looks really yeah. fucking good mm, and it good. makes me excited for it it's like it's almost like a magical bully like you get to go to classes you get to do this you get to do that like I, I really hope it delivers. Like it looks cool, but there's just something nagging in the back of my head that says there's something there's something up. I hope you're wrong. I really hope you're wrong. I, I mean, don't worry, August. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm saying high. I'm saying high seventies. That wouldn't say there's something wrong. Like there's plenty that, of good yeah, games that have come in at a seventy nine or something like that. But yeah. um, but yeah, no. I hope I hope it's a ten out of ten. Guys, I've got a confession. I need I need I need to level with you here. Don't fucking don't judge me, okay? So I signed up to the uh, Harry Potter fan club to get some uh, DLC costumes for this game. <gasps> Exclusive skins? Jesus I'm all in. Fucking Christ. <laughs> oh my God. If you'd said that at the beginning, this wouldn't even have happened, this show. Oh <laughs> yeah, baby. You're going to have to send me a link, Donnie. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. More exclusive skins. Was it free at least? Oh fuck I, yeah, yeah. Just sign up to the Harry Potter fan club and you're... Uh, okay. It. Uh, you've got that that marks in your CV for life, but I don't care. <laughs> right on that lovely note. Yeah, Ben, why don't you uh, give us your socials, mate? Uh yeah, just Grumpy Gamers Podcast. You can download us anywhere you get podcasts. Uh, we're on Twitter as well at Grumpy Gamers Pod. Absolutely, yep. Yeah. I I famously do not listen to many gaming podcasts but i always check out grumpy gamers so i would highly recommend you do so as well donny what's your twitter this week don't say this week i've had this account for ages now i've had uh, no bannings i'm at donny's with a z tweets because i have no s in donny's anymore um because my sixth account yes um are you blue ticking this month or non-blue ticking no no i've not been blue ticked for two months thank you okay okay Mm mm-hmm so fuck you. I was sick of people 
fucking replying to my tweets, making valid points, saying, "Oh, your your point doesn't matter because <laughs> you've got a blue tick. You've paid for Twitter." Like, like fuck off. Okay, my point's still valid. Whether I fucking got but a blue you got tick that or every not. single time you tweeted in. Fuck me! It just fucked me right uh, off. So no more blue tick. <laughs> uh, it was worth making all those burner accounts just to do it, though. Every single tweet. <laughs> okay, everyone, thanks very much for listening to this episode of Pure Dead Gaming Afterlife. If you want more from us, you can check out our website, Twitter, other various places, YouTube. Uh, and until next time, goodbye. Goodbye. See you later.